Alrighty, already. Welcome on in, guys, to the 6 out of 10 podcast. My name is Tiny Pixels, but you guys are perfectly welcome to call me Pip. Um, welcome to you guys watching us live on Twitch, but also to you guys listening on iTunes and the YouTubes and the SoundClouds and the everywhere else uh, that you guys partake in your memes. Uh, I am joined, as always, and I, I'm told off every week for saying this, but I am joined, as always, by the rather lovely Squalmuzzer. Sam, how you doing, Sweet Pea? Yeah, I'm not too bad. I, I don't tell you off for it. It's more that I just point out it's glaring inaccuracies. Like it's just two t- separate things, you know. Uh huh. Uh huh. I, I got you. All right. Well, I mean, all right. <laughs> I'm joined by the ever squalmuzzer. Uh, the ever present <laughs> sometimes. There you go. That one's better. Uh, and of course, we have our guest for this week. Uh, and this week, we've got somebody a little, a little bit special. I feel. Uh, Krebs, how how you doing today, darling? Uh, special apparently? No, uh, barely <laughs> awake and uh, somehow functioning, though I'm really not sure how that's all coming together and into focus at this point. So we'll see in about another 20 minutes when I actually come out of this, like, you know, waking up haze. Yeah, you, you're gonna be, you're gonna be fine. You're gonna be fine, I'm sure. You're either gonna get there or you're gonna be face down on your desk. It's gonna be exciting to find out which happens. Yeah. Give it about another 25 minutes and if, you know, I just fall out of screen, we all know what <laughs> Yeah, chat, if, if you, you start, start tilting, taking I'll bets uh, on how long it takes... <laughs> That's that's gonna be great. Before we bore him to sleep, I feel no. To be fair, I'm I'm um I'm packing a LucasAid as bigger than my head today to get me through this, this stream. Preferably sponsored by Relentless. <laughs> if possible, please send me some. If 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 only, uh, if only melatonin. Yeah, totally. Uh, dude, mel- melatonin <laughs> saves my life endlessly, like absolutely endlessly. Uh, we're just doing like, <laughs> right, product on to the camera day. <laughs> and oh, get on with no. fucking show and tell. Was that primary school or something? Right. <laughs> God alive. God alive. All right. right. So we ought to start the same way that we always do. Uh, and that's by introducing our guest. So Crumps, uh, please, 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 pretty please tell us a little bit about you and what you do and where people can find you and that, that kind of deal. Fair enough, I can do that. Um, let's see, my name is Crumps, obviously. Um, I've been broadcasting here on Twitch for, geez, somewhere between six and seven years now, believe it or not. And um, yeah, you can find me, like I just said, here on Twitch usually. Um, I do upload stuff to YouTube, but <laughs> infrequently. Um, I ramble like crazy on Twitter at the same name at Crumps too. Um, but yeah, basically I do everything from playing sports games to uh, Final Fantasy Month is probably what a lot of people know me for. Um, going through that entire series way too quickly unless my Comcast decides to have a problem with it the last two months. <laughs> um, but yeah, other than that, basically, I just hang around, play video games. Uh, people know me as the cat guy here on Twitch because I have two now. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it's uh, I'm also the guy that dyes his hair and then forgets to cut it for eight months. So I'm, I'm that lazy, dude. Other mm-hmm. than that, nothing special. <laughs> I was to say, don't talk to me about lazy. You've not. I don't know if you've noticed my roots coming through, but this is me being like, yeah, it's blue now. That'll that'll do. Yeah, this used to be purple. Ooh. So yeah, enough said. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right. All right. I got you. I got you. Okay. So, um, apologies for no cast last week. Uh, a lot of us got not only Comcasted, uh, but poxed as well. And I think we're, we're just about well, putting you, it together. You got post charitied. Yeah, that's, that's what I did. happened to you. you. You you were flipping around a pole for Quest for the Cause, which is still on at the moment, actually. Yes. They're finishing yeah. today, tomorrow, tomorrow, I think. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think you I think you needed the rest from that, and so did I actually. I was knackered after that shift, so uh, it's all good. 
It's all good. We're back this week. That's the important part, right? All right, for sure, for sure. And we've got uh, a fair bit to catch up on this week because uh, I feel like a, a lot has happened and yet nothing has happened all in the I same think, way. It's been mercifully, a really... Very mercifully, not that much happened this week. But, but enough happened, happened last before. week that we can kind yeah. of... And we, we are going to mix it up. Uh, we are going to mix it up with a, a couple of little bits that... Uh, <laughs> A couple of little bits that have happened this week. Um, some stuff that I'm excited for, some stuff that you're excited for. Uh, Crumps, I don't know if you're ever excited about things. Are you, are you excited about things <laughs> I ever? I moments, but I hide it. I'm reserved as far as I'm... No, anyone that knows me knows full well that I go a little bit above and beyond on the excitement level from time to time. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. So, should we get into it? Absolutely. Well, if we must. I mean, we're here already. We may as well. Right. 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 So, starting us off. Oh, God. And it's I something really... that requires far too much energy already, I feel. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, I really, I, I want to be able to do a Morgana impression. I, I mean, can I just tell everyone to go to bed repeatedly? Who are you texting? Go to bed. <laughs> Who are you texting at this time? You can't well, really do things Yonka. now. Um, so they <laughs> announced, I didn't get this from last week, some new dancing all night, dancing star night, do the dance and break a move. <laughs> so have a Persona games. And I don't understand them. Like, I, I, like, I love Persona 5 a, a lot. It's fantastic. It's like one of the best RPGs that's come out in a very, very, very long time. I don't understand why we need to see like Ryuji dad dancing. Like I don't. I, 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 do you have any experience of this so you can like enlighten me as to what the cock these are? Like, please help. <laughs> Who me? Well, you you seem to have like a vague knowledge about them. I I have less than a vague knowledge so, about them. I know that I know that Persona Four got one, uh, and it it like people got little badges at PAX events. With little Teddy on them and all this sort of thing. Right. Uh, no, I don't understand these at all. Um, so for me, Persona is an RPG series about dealing with a lot of real-world grit um, and and broaching a lot of um, difficult to discuss issues and doing right. so in a uh, interesting way. But generally, they tend to do a, a good job of it. Um, generally they do a good job of it. I adore Persona 3, I adore Persona 4 to the ends of the earth and back, uh, and Persona 5 is good too. Um, <laughs> I don't know, I'm gonna say them in that way so that everybody's like, yes, Pip thinks they're all good, that's fine. Um, so Jim I Rumble. kind of, it's, it's very, it's very strange to me that this is a thing. But I'm also kind of behind this a little bit. The characters are so colourful and the settings are so colourful that, yeah, I'm, I'm okay with this. I'm, I, I, like, I'm okay with this. I, I get that they're fun and I get that they're adding to the universe, which is great because anything that adds to it is really cool. But I also can hear the sound of unzipping and urination over the games whenever I see the trailer. <laughs> I just, it, I don't get it. I, I, like, is, what, what does this add? How does this help? I don't... Uh... The only one bright side that I can see to what this actually adds and what this does bring to the table, did you notice that they're also bringing this out for Vita? So the yes. system of uh, they... is not dead. But that's the release for the Vita this year. Good. Yeah, the uh... one. <laughs> whoa, 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 I'm sure I bought Vita games this year already. I'm sure I did. I must have bought uh, Vita well... games this year already. I love uh, Vita. You... 
Please. Uh, yeah, you get some PS Plus games on there occasionally, which is sweet of them. Um, I don't know. I like playing Octodad on my Vita, but I feel like maybe I bought that last year. How many years ago? I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. I have Galgun on the. I shouldn't say that out loud. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but no, I, kind of, I feel. I feel like this is a better addition than, say, like a tower defense mobile game would be. Oh God, yes, or, agreed, absolutely. Or, I, like, I, I hate to bring this thing back up. Towers. I hate to bring this thing back up, right? I really do. But it is better than a racing game add-on or a uh, a tower oh, defense add-on or yeah a, a, a companion app that doesn't really do a, a hell of a lot like uh, that fucking assassin's creed boat fucking game i swear that came out on mobiles and like on the vita or something like that you know the, uh, was it uh, black flag where you could yeah. just had a, fucking had a your boats out and go and hmm. attack places or whatever on your beta like, fuck off like that for real though, I know that the Persona 4 one was super well received. Um, okay. I've, I've never played it because I, I kind of... Like, I, I play just dance, and that's enough dancing for any human being ever. I don't need any more dancing than that ever. Um, so, like, I, I, I've never given these a go, but I know from the people that have them, they were super well received. And it's so nice to see them picking up um, Persona 3 as well mm -hmm. in this. That's really nice because Persona 3 is super beloved. Because Persona 3 is dark as all hell. I, um, I didn't play for it. Oh, three is three is horrendous. They they summon the monsters by shooting themselves in the head and in the mouth and things like that. Oh yeah, I've seen bits. Yeah, and it's, yeah which it's, is, it's great. To be, fair, to be fair, in five you do have to rip your fucking face off, which is reasonably savage. But that's but that's um. Oh, what's the series of game called? Uh, that's that's Shin Megami kind of um, influence, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, but still, I mean, yeah, shooting yourself in the head's pretty dark. Right, 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 right. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm just saying, like, like, it's it, it, Persona Three is is a, like grim. Persona Three is grim, so it's kind of nice to see the characters come back and have maybe a little bit of relief. I can see yeah. it working in that kind of respect. I don't know. I think it's just cool that they're doing something that isn't totally awful and, and to be fair you again know? i don't know about three but the the music in five are fucking jams the music in three is good yeah yeah, yeah yeah the yeah. music in three the, music is of the whole series is pretty spot on from everything yeah. i've seen and you know yeah random audio engineer in, interjection there but honestly the music in that series is what the one thing that i do know of it very well mm -hmm. and and it's good yeah it's really well done well, every time I go to visit Sam, um, we have the Persona 5 soundtrack on when we're getting up in the morning. And we're like, yeah, let's go. It's, it's good. Yeah. Like, it's it's. it's well, well I, I literally woke you up one day with the, the wake up, get up song. Yeah, and it worked. Because <laughs> I'm like, oh, I it know does. this. Oh. Um, so, yeah, I can I can see this being a success for sure. It's super nice that they've picked up to do Persona 3 with it as well. Um, Persona 5 is super colourful and, uh, like, the, the entire world so is super immersive. Yeah, it's really stylish. They're all really stylish games, but Persona 5 especially is super, super stylish. Those menus, man. So this... Ugh. Right? So this fits Just with Just pushing triangle and having things swoop across and look fantastic. Yes! Uh, exiting the menus by running and then running into the spot where you were and carrying on. 
like mm. really clever design choices and that that suits this kind of game i think those kind of design choices yeah. definitely suit this kind of thing so whereas like i, I think it's not going to be a lot of people's cup of tea who play uh shin megami games and 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 you know persona and stuff like that um i don't know i i kind of yeah i'm kind of into this i might think about picking this up i might think about picking this up for sure I mean, I, I could see me jamming out to some of those tracks, but I don't think I'd necessarily want to do it choreographed. <laughs> I don't know. Kind I of in the shell, it. you know? So like that, that, that's, that's the limit of how far I'm, I'm willing to like twerk to the music. <laughs> I mean, this question really is, are we talking like, do you think this is going to be... Because I've never seen the one on uh, for uh, Persona 4. Oh. Is it going to be like on the same level as like a... Um, can't think of her name now. The Vocaloid. Um, has has it you? Um, is it going to be like, you know, if you turn that up to expert level and you just see like, here's a 10,000 button press, you know, like chain of events coming up at you, buddy. <laughs> or is it just going to be like, all right, I'm, you know, like on the one, on the two, on the three, <laughs> you know, like I'm, that lies my question. I'm, I'm going to be honest, from what I understand from the Persona 4 one, it's going to sit somewhere in the middle, but towards Miku levels. Okay. But... I, I hope it does get super complex and they make a, a good kind of, you know, actual dancing game out of it. Um, I would too. I don't want it to be just generic and, you know, like the rest of the series, like you were just pointing out, feels very stylized and very, right. you know, it stands off on its own, you know, on its own plateau, if you will. And if they were to make it kind of, you know, like, okay, here's this, you know, like remedial, you know, Simon says, repeat just the button presses type of thing. You know, I don't think that would work so well. If it was actually challenging and making me like, oh, what do I do? Oh, geez, I just screwed up. Now we're cooking. Now I've got something that I might actually play. Right, right. Yeah, I would hope so. Um, because considering how the RPGs go on and the fact that the mechanics are so kind of intertwined with the aesthetic and, mm -hmm. and, and the, the theme and everything, they have a really good understanding of how to construct games that mean something. And I would imagine that they can carry that across two different genres. Um, I definitely hope so. I definitely hope so. Um, just... I mean, time shall tell, I guess. But at yeah. the same time, I, I don't know. I think these are just supposed to be fun. I mean, they're just supposed to be fun, dumb, and and that that's all they're, they're meant to be. Bad at video games is fun, Sam. Are you kidding? <laughs> Again, I'm living proof. Trust me. It's <laughs> I was going to say you, you guys are the experts, not me. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm... Oh, he's the MLG one here, folks. Don't forget. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, for sure. So, so anyway, moving on to other things that are definitely the best. Oh, no. Um, no Man's Sky got a very big up update, and and I've upset Pip, and I'm gonna I'm gonna highlight why I upset Pip. So I put this topic into our little document as it's, it's all right. Oh, I'm gonna... Hello Games, that's the big one. No, because I just knew it would um it would just irk Pip to no, no end. So. Stop it. Stop music that stupid tone of voice. Ooh, like, no. Stop it. So, so uh, Hello Games have dropped a new free patch. Or so I think they, they, they're titling it a free expansion, actually. Yep. Um, which adds 30 hours of story in because there wasn't any. Um, adds in multiplayer in the form of your friends can appear as an orb <laughs> that floats around and you can VoIP if you happen to be standing near your friend orb um, 
and there's um, like there, there, there's some like terraforming stuff and bits and pieces that they've just kind of thrown in. Is this enough to save or, or even bring the game to the point where it should have been all along? Because I don't think it is. Like, I, I, it's too. I, I just think it's past the point of no return, really. Um, they should probably give up and run away gleefully with their bags of money. But uh, I, I don't know. What do you guys think? Uh, boy, I'll jump in first on this one just to say, like, I was so interested in this when it first got announced. I think we all were. I mean, not maybe not every one of us, let's be real, but I was definitely, definitely hitting the hype bandwagon when it got announced and I heard, you know, oh, exploration, you know, find your friends and all these space battles and like, holy crap, it's Star Wars. Like, yes, I want this. And I, I looked at it at first and thought, you know, there's no way this gets produce the way that they're claiming it does like this just seems way too grandiose for the small of a company and i kind of pushed back and thought no we'll wait and i'm really glad i did because with this patch now which is what three, uh, a little over a year after it came out am i right on that uh, um, yeah, I think so. yeah it's been about a year if not it's close enough um but yeah a year later that now it's kind of sort of the game that they originally said it's still missing huge chunks of what i mentioned but it you know look there's a two-sided you know double-edged sword to this one it's really good that a year into it they are still updating this game especially given everything that has happened to this point you've got to give a ton of credit to hello games for having the cojones to still do something with this because most people probably tuck run like like squall just said and take their money and run and be happy with it and here we are over a year later we're still getting gigantic updates to this game so props to them problem with it is we're a year later and we're still getting updates to the game that make it what they promised originally and that's where the whole disconnect is coming in and i mean yeah we've heard this a million times we all know that but for me especially it's like i said it's a weird double-edged sword it's almost to the point where i would consider it what i originally thought it was going to be and i'm now excited for it but i just can't be because it's no man's sky Mm -hmm. it's just got that stigma to it at this point and I don't think it can shake it I don't think it ever will yeah I I would be worried along the same lines that um unfortunately I was one of the people who didn't hold off because I'm terrible at I see something and I want it and I have to have it and I will scrape the money from somewhere because I want it and I have to and it's dreadful it's actually dreadful that I am you know um, but I bought a copy for me, uh, and I got a friend playing alongside me, and knowing how much I paid for it and how much content I got out of it, I wasn't best pleased. And that's a mm-hmm. super difficult feeling to shake. It is so difficult to buy a finished game. Because don't forget, this didn't ship as an alpha, it didn't ship as a, as a beta build, it didn't ship as early access. It shipped as a finished game. And what I wanted, and I know what a lot of people wanted, was an experience where I could log in and I could be like, guys, where are you at? Oh shit, let me see if I can make it across to you guys and we'll do a thing. And it's exactly the same reason why I'm excited about things like um, uh, Ray's new game. What's that going to be called? Sea of Thieves. Because I can party Mm -hmm. up with my friends and I can be like, hey, let's get on a boat and go and do the stuff. Buying the game and not getting that 
is a massive blow to my confidence in that studio. What I yeah. will say is that putting out these updates over and over and over and building these things. Again, they've put now that you can draw land penises in the sky. Um, <laughs> and there's, you know, kind of similar to you can in Astronia, right? Oh, little, little hiccup. Um, a little mad, but okay. Um, uh, it's, it's what we all did in Astronia. We built a tower as, as tall as we could. And then mm -hmm. we ran out of things to do. Um, <laughs> like, it, it's... it's it's uh, no penis sky. There we go. Perfect. Thank you. Um, it's it's one of those things where I think this is all too little, too late. But it instills some confidence that the next title they go on to make, if they do indeed go on to make something else, they've learnt lessons, and we've learnt lessons, and maybe we can get a more positive experience out of the next title. Um, Possible. I, I, I don't see him going on to make another. I reckon they're probably going to break apart and they're going to just go into like, like, like Sean Murray's probably going to end up working for like EA or Ubisoft as a. But then brand you remember that name. And the second. You've seen it, right? You've seen it. People. Um, we talk about games all the time and uh, you say, oh, who's behind this game? Oh, the guy who did x game hey the guy who made worms originally is look at every time we see an odd world game and you look for that one name and you know oh, then yeah. that that is a good odd world game like yeah these these names follow around and they carry weight to them now especially considering we're so social media heavy now we are learning who these people mm -hmm. are and what kind of background they have and i like i, I think it's going to be super interesting if they do split up Lionhead, perfect example. Because we looked at Goddess and we all went. <laughs> um, because we knew half the stuff he was saying was never going to happen. No. Like it. it then you can dampen it though. That's the thing. I could see it being dampened. So like, let's say Sean Murray goes to Ubisoft, becomes a project lead over there, or whatever it is that he does. You've got the dampening of going, oh, but Ubisoft have made Assassin's Creed, which is one of my favourite game series of all time, and they they make the Division, which I've spent so many hours in, and it whilst whilst it doesn't take away the fact that it's Sean Murray, you know, evil Satan's arsehole of the universe because he was in Hello Games when No Man's Sky came out, and oh my god, the sacrifice babies in the street and stuff like that, um, <clears throat> it softens it a bit. Because people go, oh, but I, I really enjoy Ubisoft's one game with the towers. And, you know, like that's that, that's kind of building a bit of the trust back up. And, oh, well, you know, eventually No Man's Sky got all right. And you kind of start to justify what he might be able to do with that IP and whatever else. Right. So, like, that move I could see, them going on to make a second game after this, I, I can't. I don't think because they're not going to get this game to a point where it should have been. You know, even some of the, the stuff that they were possible. offering. No, no, it's not. Is it? In, I, is I don't it think it was ever. No. Possible? Like it, it? It struck me that um, I watched Man vs. Game try to get to the center of the universe. <laughs> there you, you, you I know this is going. You laugh because I, I'm pretty sure everybody's witnessed that moment where he just breaks. <laughs> because there's fucking nothing there, right? 
Um, or that moment where, um, I forget who it was, it might have been Tag. They launch into space for the very first time, and you see all the stars go past them, and then the game crashes. Um, yep. <laughs> I, I don't know. Been I don't know if... Uh, in fact, you know what? No, I'm going to stake on it that I'm pretty sure the game that they originally sold us at that E3, where we looked at it and went, Wow. Oh, and we all became like eleven-year-old, eleven-year-olds again. We all looked up oh, yeah, with, uh, like, with these big eyes full of wonder. Like, this is in mm -hmm. incredible, yep. and this is going to be the best experience. I don't think that is ever going to be possible with the console generation and the technology that we have right now. Nah, probably not. And Especially just, the, not the, the, the way that they, you know. The part that makes it for me, the, the one that I always fondly remember, is I saw a video at one point. <laughs> Which was like them going through a planet with like these majestic, random, randomly generated creatures wandering the plains, looking like a brachiosaur, and there's a T-Rex in the distance wandering about, and this beautiful sheep and whatever, and it just kind of transitions to like <laughs> Is that the one with the Jurassic like, Park harmonica? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that, that video kills me every time. <laughs> it's just got like legs coming out of its back for no apparent reason. It's just. It just gets me every time, because that's the truth. I need to find that video and link it in chat right now. You don't now randomly generate a T-Rex, it just oh, doesn't happen. Uh, sorry, that video, every time I see it, it just breaks me. I, I just, I can't, like, because it's the perfect summation of that contrast between us looking up at E3 and going, that's it. That's what we've all been waiting for this time. This is gonna be it, and we're all gonna do stuff, and it's gonna be wonderful. And and then us launching the game for the first time, and we hit a planet, and some little dude with giant legs at the front and teeny legs at the back skitters <laughs> along the floor. One of the first things I encountered was a blob with a singular leg for a face. Just bouncing around the shop. <laughs> you are the most pointless creature on the face of the earth. Okay, I apologize for the random sound. I had to check that that was the correct video. But there you guys go. If you guys need a laugh, if you guys, if you guys need a laugh today, there is your uh. melodica video for the day. That is No Man's Sky. Eleven-year-old me watches E3. This is 2017 me is like, I fucking hate video games. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, it's uh, I mean, looking back awful. to what's in the new update though, right? Right. So you've almost, like, it's it's like you're one big expansion away from getting the group up with your friends stuff, I feel. So they've added in, like, you remember those big fucking monolith dudes that are just around, like the really, really huge monoliths, the big black pillar things. Um, those are now portals, and in a very sort of Stargate fashion, if you put in the certain glyphs, it will transport you to another planet that those glyphs correspond to. So your friend can say, I'll oh, put in swirly swirl, bug, unk, light bulb, asshole, Jamaica, and, <laughs> and then that will take you to their planet, because that's, that corresponds with the glyphs on their portal. So, you can, you know, there's the ability to group up, but at the moment you're just a floaty orb dude. Yeah. So, 
So it's kind of the beta of Elder Scrolls Online where you couldn't actually see your groupmates, basically, but they're there in spirit, if oh nothing else. I remember Keep... queuing to put out fires in the beta. Oh, God. I remember that. Oh, oh no. Don't, don't remind me of those nightmare situations. I never want to remember that ever it, again. It was Thank the you. most British thing ever where you could only put out a fire, like, one at a time. So people would form orderly queues into the chaos. Go and get their bucket of water and join the queue. Move up. <laughs> the most British thing you've ever seen. Turn the water out. Complete the quest. Hobble back again. See, was... she's right though, because we couldn't do that here. We we know we lack that organizational skill in every facet. Trust me, there's no way we can do that. Like I went to one server and it was chaos, and I'm like, no, I'm leaving this server for another one where there are queues by. Um, but yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, back, so, back so, to... yeah, you're in the right direction. Yeah. Um, honestly, I think while this is too little too late, I think it's taught us a lot of lessons as gamers. Um, and as somebody who used to have to sell pre-orders for my job, I'm super glad that we're starting to learn that maybe that's not the greatest plan in the universe unless it's something super niche that unless you pre-order it, you ain't gonna get a copy of it. Um... You know, like the Nintendo consoles. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm kind of, I'm kind of glad that we're starting to get these red flags to move away from that, that kind of culture. Because mm. um, it is, it's super dangerous. I paid so much money for a game that I spent two days trying to love. I tried so hard to love No Man's Sky, and I just, I just I mean, couldn't. It's, it. If... Even like the the basics, like the farming for materials and stuff, is more tedious than it is in other games. I feel the fact that she just kept on and on and on when there was no need for her to keep on and on. I'm like, yeah, no, I know I've lost twenty percent of my oxygen. Piss off, love. There's a giant part of my UI that says it. You have legs. <laughs> like, it's, 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 okay, good. Exhale. Oh man! <laughs> like, Remember to blink to moisten your eyeballs. Like, leave me alone. Like, I just, uh, I'm, I'm hoping, as I say, that as we move forward, we can use this as a, um, not only as a, as a teaching experience for game studios, for, for developers, um, for PR agents, um, for E3 as a whole, um, and that, that whole kind of hype train culture, um, but us. Like, I, I really hope that we can start to really be critical about what we're looking at as gamers. We need to understand the limitations of the technology that we have. Um, we need to understand sort of where these games are coming from. We need to be critical of, is this actually going to happen in the fashion that they're showing it to us? Mm -hmm. um, I, mean, I mean, like, whenever I watch a trailer for a game, me being like the, the absolute pessimist dickhead that I am, I take my hype after watching that trailer and immediately divide it by at least two. And um, anime fan on prom night. Oh! Yeah. <laughs> Not there. Uh, <laughs> Not there. Oh, <laughs> but, but you know what I mean? Like, I, I immediately sort of go... Yeah, it's the, but it's not though, is it? Like, you, you, it's not going to be this good, really, if we're being honest. Like, it's... it's I bet that I bet if you you know if you're playing it on anything other than very high graphics and that thing's going to look terrible and you just kind of just sit there and pick it apart and try and think how bad this could go. Even um, the, the hardest lesson for me has been, oh, can you imagine the narrative that they could put into this? 
And mm. the hardest lesson for me has been dialing that back to, can you imagine they're what around. narrative they're going to put into this? And can that's you imagine been if there was super a map hard. <laughs> Can you imagine, you imagine if there was any kind of narrative? Right? Can you imagine if there was any kind of story here? Like, it's that's been one of the, like, hardest things for me. Because, um, I mean, I'm used to... Uh, Steve in the chat just mentioned Colonial Marines. I'm mm -hmm. used to looking at super pretty things and going, yeah, but my potato won't, won't make it look that good. My, my potato's going to run that at, like, three frames per second, I imagine. Like, I'm, I'm used to doing that. But the whole, like... This 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 whole thing of this could have a really great engaging story, and then it does a Final Fantasy fifteen. My heart. <laughs> you, you asked for a ball. You got it. You didn't even know. Like, <laughs> ongoing joke. I'm playing fifteen right now, and we were looking for ways to rip on it. And thank you, Pip. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm kind of hoping. Yeah. Back to the point, I'm kind of hoping that this is going to teach us, like, a really serious lesson. And I hope that the state of the hype culture improves from here on in, because this isn't going anywhere. And I feel super happen. bad for them, and also I don't feel super bad for them, because this has happened. Did you not see the trailers at E3 this year? Just gone. Like, it's, it, we've learned nothing. <laughs> the biggest one for you right now, the Final Fantasy VII Remake trailer. How many people are uh, come into my channel sometime and watch the chat and people just like, boy, I really hope they don't add stealth sections in. Like, where, what? Hold on, no, like, where, what, where, why, why, what? No, they're just remaking it in different, like, it's just, everything is so off the wall as far as this stuff goes. We expect so much more than is ever going to happen in any game. And I, we just have like these unrealistic, uh, you know, yeah. expectations at this point that I don't think any game creator can ever possibly meet. And we always wind up kind of sort of hyping ourselves up too far, it seems. So I'm with you on that. Like we really need to be able to look and go, all right, that sounds really cool, but how about we wait and see if it's that? And then right. I'll buy into it afterwards instead of going, oh, hey, that thing looks like it could be really shiny. Here's my money now. Uh, I, I, I got over yeah. that in the 90s, honestly. Thank God. <laughs> but like, I don't pre-order and I don't plan to ever do it again. So, right. It's very rare that I'll pre-order. Like, I'll pre-order ones that are just so ironclad that even if it's as shit as it possibly can be, it will still be pretty good. Right. I'll pre-order, but it's such a rarity that something comes along with that, that much certainty that I, 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 in the past, like, five years, I've probably pre-ordered five things. If that, like... It's very, very rare. Yeah. Again, right. like, yeah, if it's something niche that your local game is only going to get five copies of it, when they say you have to pre-order that to get one, they mean you have to pre-order that to get yeah. one. Right. If you're pre-ordering COD, <laughs> you're wrong. No, but you'll get a special skin. Oh, and, and, yay! And dog tags. Like a special gun if you order it from Amazon, though. Day one delivery, guys. Come on. I mean, like, for real. <laughs> Sorry, we had to throw that in. Well, a different gun if you order it from GameStop, and yet a third different gun if you order it from Best Buy. Like, So buy all three of them today, kids. Yeah. Oh. this is That's the stuff I can't stand. Like, okay, Tiger Woods Golf was the one that, that really turned me off from this back in, what, the, the mid-2000s. Uh, they would do this constantly with golf courses. So if you pre-ordered it from GameStop, you would get like TPC at Sawgrass. And it was the only way to get it. 
And then if you pre-ordered from Amazon or whatever, you would get, you know, uh, Medina. I'm coming up with weird names here. But, like, you know, you'd get these special courses at each individual spot. And that was yeah. the only place you could get them. You could never buy them online. So you could only ever compete against people online that bought them pre-ordered from the same place. Uh. They and it's like, wow, let's just segregate God. our community even more than it possibly could be. Like, what are you thinking? Guys, and that's where I knew it was going to go bad. Yep. And here we are. <laughs> That's All insane. Right. That's, that's even worse than COD. I, I, did, I wasn't aware that there was a new rung further down the ladder, but apparently, apparently oh, Tiger EA. Woods has stumbled onto it. Oh, it was EA. <laughs> what do you expect? Yeah. I mean, it's electronic arts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Talking um, of guns. Yes. Speaking uh -huh. of guns, indeed. Uh, we're, we're talking about Overwatch again, because when don't we talk about Overwatch? Yay! Uh, there's two things. Two! Two entire different things to talk about around Overwatch this time, which is... Is one of them Lucio Ball? One of them is Lucio Ball yeah! slash shiny skins that aren't Olympics anymore. It's just it's warm weather. It's, so it's, it's, it's just bikinis okay. and, yeah. and blonde McCree. And I, I yeah, take pretty both much. of those. Many thanks. Yes. Oh, actually, uh, funny enough, I, um, uh, I got um, uh, like the free box... That for for, for they, they just kind of throw one at you when they start the summer get, like, games campaign. Wife in it? I, I just got a legendary. I don't even remember who it was. I think it was a tracer one. I just, it just like from the, the one free box they gave me. I was like, eh, okay, I'm going to close Overwatch again for another few months until I get another free box. Because um, <laughs> I just I just gather things in case I will eventually play it again. Uh, you never know, it might happen. Uh, so you got that. That's yeah. pretty cool. Um, I like that they've got Lucio Ball in it because like, uh, I, I think Overwatch needs something like that because having the uh, but like as a constant thing, not just an event thing, because the normal composition of the game you can get really frustrating if you get shitty teammates and in order to kind of like retain your entertainment or whatever, or like your, your attention into the game, you need to be able to sort of split off and do something else and play around with something else. And if I keep you in the game, that would kind of make sense. Um, but then they've also added in a deathmatch mode as well to do that as that thing, sort of blow off some steam without having to rely on shitty teammates. Uh, which is pretty neat. Sorry, I'm just endlessly uh, watching the cats running around in the background. It's wonderful. <laughs> this is the best. Can the we have you on every week? This is the best. <laughs> as long um, as they do. As I say, my, my cats have abandoned me today because I smell like first aid. Um, so it's it's super nice to see other people's cats instead. Uh, but no, I really think that Overwatch is doing a great job of... We don't stick to one format. If you play, you can play this format or you can play that format. And it does the Splatoon thing of, haven't played in a while? Hey, we've brought this this stuff out, and you can go and compete with it, and that's kind of neat. And while I don't agree with tying skins to certain events and then not being able to buy them for the rest of the year, and blah 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 blah, and boycott loot boxes and all that kind of, I, I don't agree with any of that. But I think what they're doing with the modes is really clever. Deathmatch doesn't appeal to me because I have potato aim. <laughs> and dying endlessly is not fun. Lucio Ball is fun. The arcade modes are fun. Some of the 1v1s that I do, if you know, if I pick up a hero that I'm good at, I'm like, yeah, let's go. Like, I, I, I can get behind that. 
Um, the brawls. The brawls are a super good idea because they push me outside of my comfort zone. But I'm still comfortable enough that I want to keep playing. What hmm. they're doing with these events and with the different modes that they're bringing out is really clever. And it's the reason why League always does well when they put Earth on. And they put um, uh, Doom bots and things like that on. It's a really smart move. And I really like it. And I hope that we continue to see these. And I hope that Blizzard continues to push the format that they have now, but in a couple of different directions. Like, we're always going to get a NAF one every now and then. I joke about how much I love Lucio Ball. Lucio Ball is a bit NAF? It's not Rocket League. Mark. It's not, yeah, it's not Rocket League. But it's, it's kind of in that area, but just not quite as well tuned. Like, which is fair enough because it's just a side game, but like, it just feels like a clunkier Rocket League with legs. Like, that's just... <laughs> but, but it's it's that it's something that's a little bit different, and it wakes you up Ooh. after doing endless rounds of, of King's Road, where you get stuck in that corner because there's one of those dickheads on top of the weird like cube at the last yeah. corner. Like after going through that time after time, you know, like it's nice to have something that's a bit different. And to stop you from switching games, that you can play something different in that same game, super clever. Good good job, Blizzard. They're, they're doing a, a good job with Overwatch, I feel. Um, and mm. Doomfist is kind of neat. I won't lie. Doomfist is kind of neat. Hey, uh, the, pro the problem with any new released individual characters that come out in a game, though, is everyone just piles on it. <laughs> and then complains that they're OP when they're not quick enough to lock them in. Yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, um, balance, balance is always going to be an issue with multiplayer games. Yeah. It's always going to be an issue, but I think Blizzard have done better with the balance in Overwatch than they do ever with their stupid card game. <laughs> like, they're doing a much better job with that one. Nothing wrong with the balance in a stupid card game, assuming your bank account's big enough. Uh, no, even if your bank account's big enough, the way that they address balance is, hey, priests haven't had any new cards recently that were any good. This expansion, priests going to be really good. Oh, hey, nobody's playing mage anymore because mage sucks. Cool, let's give mage a load of new cards and get her rolling again. That's not that's not balance, friendos. I, I hate to tell you, but that's exactly how they balanced World of Warcraft from like beta as well as basically said, oh, hey, everybody's pissed off about mages. Let's give them no casting time like wait what <laughs> oh God, <laughs> now, yeah grim. enjoy i had i had no idea that's grim that's not yeah, no, balanced it's, they, that's disgusting they didn't really understand how to do it very well not that any mmo i played ever did but yeah warcraft was kind of the one that stood out in my mind as like well that seems like an extreme kind of you know like give fan of blades to uh to rogues what what rogue is stealthing around going i have 37 blades in my hand Whee! and just whipping it <laughs> Like, you know, like nobody. This isn't Diablo, are you kidding? I mean, you'd think that those blades might at least clink a little as a rogue. Like, just, just a tad. Yeah. But no, like, I'm going to go stealth around, carry around 37 little blades and just, you know, like I said, just randomly whip them into every single direction. Like, no, that's not... Oh, and by the way, I can also put on Blade Fury, which multiplies that by four. So, you know, again, this is not what rogues do. They just like, oh, nobody likes rogues and they're doing low DPS. Here, give them this. Just... What? Don't mind me. Top of Just one big bag of blades. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. 
Oh, guys, hold on, man. I'll catch up in a minute. Oh, Is that God. Santa Rogue you have going on there? <laughs> Santa Rogue giving knives to all the nasty boys and girls. Like, what, what is this? He's actually just throwing the elves. The elves are holding onto the knives and this weird, like, you know, like, forward, like, forward. <laughs> just oh, whipping God. elves at enemies. Like, we got this, guys. Come on. Yeah. No, Adrenaline I, rush now. I, I was... I, like, I was super worried about Overwatch getting new characters going forward because, yeah, Hearthstone is the one that I'm familiar with. Hearthstone balance is never, ever, 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 <laughs> ever be. It's like a tale of, like, yeah, no. Um, a tale of two shitties, were you going to say? I was <laughs> going to say a Taylor Swift song, but we'll go with that as well. Um, no, genuinely, genuinely, their idea of balance is, hey, nobody likes this, let's make it crazy. Okay, nobody likes this anymore. Okay, then it's their time to shine. So I was kind of worried that they were going to go along the same route um, with Overwatch. But to me, as a casual player, and you have to remember, I am a casual player. I have potato aim and I get super angry about everything ever. Um, <laughs> the, <Full> disclaimer. <laughs> the balance doesn't feel that bad i never feel like oh hey there's one of x characters on the other team we are going to lose it always yeah, feels yeah, like that, we yeah. have a fighting chance um unless my teammates also have potato aim in which case like we just just stand there and dance all day at which point they go right we're doing attack time for to pull out widow and um it's a shame that we all can't all go Widowmaker because that's clearly the way we need to go for attack oh every team needs a Widowmaker and a hanzo don't be silly at all times. Yes. At all times. Two snipers. No matter which map, no matter which side, two snipers, always. That's right. Um, but yeah, no, I'm really, I'm really pleased with the way they're going. I don't like the, the loot box system in that some of the skins you can't buy all year round. Um, yeah. I don't like the fact that some of the skins you can't buy for the in-game credit. Um, that's fucking dumb. Stop doing mm. that. That's bad. That's not uh, no. that's not how earning in-game rewards should be. That's naughty bad. Even if you want to keep them exclusive for a little while, that sucks. But then if you release them out to being bought with in-game credit, that's not so bad. Um, I mean, you know, League of Legends does that from what I remember. I haven't bought anything in League of Legends for a long freaking time, but like from what I understand, like that's the way it still works, is that they keep it exclusive to real money for a little while. And then they go, hey, now that it's been out a little while and the people who've bought it and wanted to jump on it immediately have done so, if you guys want to buy it with your in-game credit, now you can. And that's a really neat way of doing it. But don't, don't lock, don't lock things behind just money or just a particular time, like, per year. Mm. That's dumb. Don't do that. I want to be Halloween all year round. Don't stop me, ever. <laughs> I'm waiting for someone else to do the math though, because like last summer games time, they did um, they did the math and it was like if you spent every minute of every waking hour of the entirety of that event, you would barely have enough time to get all the legendary skins if the odds were in your favour. Mm. And I wonder if that's the same sort of vibe again this time round. I would imagine it probably will be. Uh, it's presumably going to be the same amount of skins, same rough amount of time. Uh, drop rates aren't going to change from what they were before. Um, but yeah, so I, I, it'd be interesting to see if they've kind of retained that because that's... A bit annoying. It's acceptable, barely, you know? Like, it's... Yes, you could feasibly do it if you're playing for like 10 hours a day every day of the event. 
Um, but mm, I don't know. Oh, I'm limited to just those, you know, quote unquote, like pros, if you will, because let's be honest, if you're spending eight to 10 hours a day on the same game every day, just to try and get skins and stuff, you probably don't have a job or much of a real life outside of it. I can attest because I got the insane title in Warcraft. So <laughs> believe me, I'm speaking from experience on that one. I'm not ripping on other people. I'm ripping on myself. <laughs> is that one framed on the wall or is that uh, just... Yeah, it should be. If I could ever get back into my Warcraft account, I would at least take a picture of it. <laughs> like, I, say, I will cross stitch that for you and you can have it on your wall. <laughs> Done. I'm good. That's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God's alive. Right. But on on to another platform entirely. Uh, So away from the Blizzard Battle.net app type thing, whatever the fuck they've decided to call it now, because I completely forget every single time, to Steam. Steam are doing well still, uh, and like better than I kind of expected them to be doing. So over the past year, Steam have gained one and a half million new users per month. I have a question. I have a question about this. Does this include the new accounts that people use to message me naughty things? Most likely. They they haven't put, like, on their pie chart, they haven't put a sliver for users specifically making accounts to message naughty things to pixels. So, like, I'm not I'm not convinced on that score. I would imagine they're probably included, but I don't know. I think that's I think that's interesting. But I, also, that's not 1.5 million accounts. That's 1.5 million spending accounts, first-time purchasers, people actually putting money onto that platform. So that's interesting. Like that, that they're actually you know it's not just empty accounts that aren't going to be doing anything um i'm surprised that they're still adding that many like uh, it feels like we're in the point in time where it's so kind of a given that you would have a steam account now that there aren't that many more people to add almost i don't know especially like the family sharing and stuff like that as well i don't know like that might actually have a little something to do with it as well, just for the fact that people get, you know, games shared with them and then go, all right, well, he plays too much and I can't really play it at the same time, so mm. maybe I should just get it for myself. You know, that might have a little bit of something to do with it, but we're talking still, what, 18 million new people a year is what? Because it's 1.5. Yeah, if I math that right, 18 million. And uh, like you said, that's a lot of people. So yeah, it's mental. can't just be consoles pissing people off, can it? Well, the other thing to bear in mind is um, for a lot of PC games now, when you go and buy a PC game, um, uh, lots of special editions and things, they -hmm. come with an empty box with a game code sticker on the inside. And you have to have Steam to be able to... um, You have to be able to have Steam to activate that key. So there and are you no... basically have to fucking download it as well, yeah. which is infuriating. There, there are no discs or anything in, in a lot of PC games that we used to sell. The um, uh, the odd ones out there were things like the train simulators and the bus simulators and the ferry everybody to work on your forklift simulators, like <laughs> all, all those sorts of dealios. Um, Not that bad. Yeah, but for the majority of games, and we had people bring empty cases back. 
plug them on the desk and go, what the shit is this? And you would have to explain to them, you've got to go to Steam Powered and you've got to go and get mm -hmm. a, a Steam account uh, and then you'll have to download the game. It's not on the disc. There is no mm -hmm. disc. And the amount of temps that would come into work at game at Christmas and be massively flapping because they couldn't find the disc for X game. And I'm like, well, no, the code's there. You just shut the box up and hand it over. It's good. Bye. Um, <laughs> just absolute madness. So, yeah, I, I feel like that might have something to do with it as well. Yeah. Um, but then I wonder what they count as a purchaser. Do they count buying the game at retail and then activating it on Steam? Yes. Does that count as Steam's having a purchased account? Yes, because those okay. those keys, as far as I'm aware, are flagged differently to keys generated by developers for beta testing purposes, which yeah, is what they yeah. give to yeah. content creators. Uh, mm -hmm. A lot of the time as content creators, you'll see when you put your key in, it'll come up with uh, blah, blah, blah for beta testing. For beta testing. Yeah. So uh, those keys are generated separately from retail key. As far as I'm aware, I, I, as far as I'm aware, that's how it works, that they're flagged differently. Um, but yeah, um, as mm. that, that has probably got something to do with it, is that a lot of people are signing up for Steam so that they can indeed play their bus simulator 2016 uh, extreme For 10 minutes before bus. screaming and flinging it out the window. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, so it's... It's that whole deal, I feel. Um, but that's a hell of a lot of people. Yeah, like to still be, you know, becoming. And then I suppose the other thing you've got as well is just like alt account, like stuff like Smurf accounts for CS:GO, and and shit like that. Like, there's quite a lot of that. Like people that just, you know, they're, they're already like super duper high rank on CSGO and then they want to play with their low rank friends to help them get up the ranks or whatever else. Right. Um, maybe, maybe some of that's involved as well. So I think it happens like not super commonly, but commonly enough that you probably get a fair yeah. few trickle through in the month. I mean, smurfing's not a new thing. No. In any way. Um, so maybe that's... Maybe. Uh, additional to it another thing that i find interesting though um so uh the, the monthly user base for steam 67 million so far this year uh compared to xbox lives 53 million so they have well and truly overtaken uh xbox's service uh which i wasn't kind of expecting i guess I, I don't know why but i've always kind of presumed that console gaming was bigger than steam i don't know why maybe i'm just wrong i can understand that but at the same point like maybe i'm and i'm sure we'll get into this a little bit later too given one of the topics down the road so i won't go too deep but uh <laughs> I, I will still you know me um but the uh uh now I've completely spaced on what I was going to say because no! I, <laughs> I, I do that um the uh yeah, it, it just, I don't know, the the numbers with, with Xbox and with Steam, I see kind of, well, maybe not even just Xbox, PSN as well, I guess. Um, mm -hmm. I can kind of see, like, 
I don't want to say like a disconnect so much, but for me especially, like I don't really see the reason to get a console at this point. You know, I, yes, I have a PS4. Yes, I have a Wii U. I know that thing's outdated, but whatever. But like, I don't see a reason to get an Xbox One and I wouldn't no. even if I didn't have a PS4. As somebody who has an Xbox One, don't buy an Xbox One. Yeah, see what I mean? And like, and that's the whole thing of where that number's uh, declining a ton and where Steam's picking it up. And that's kind of goes back into what I was saying before as mm. well with like, you know, maybe it's just, there's a lack of confidence in consoles with, hey, the Scorpio's coming out and it's an upgrade of pretty much nothing, but we're telling you it's 4K compatible. And you know, like everybody's just like, really dude, it was two years ago when I just bought this thing. Like I don't have another $700 for you, Microsoft. I, yo, dude, no, bye. But I, I think I think there's just like, there's just different types of gamers though. Cause like I, I, I was sat in the, the Microsoft conference when they announced the Xbox One X, right? And I was sat there, like, just really snarkily tweeting the entire time I was there about how fucking shite this entire conference was, what a shower of shit it was. And then Stu, who was sat next to me, who's um, like yeah, one of the other people to run Centuno with me, was like a kid at Christmas going, This is amazing! It's for 4K! It's so many exclusive games! I'm like, yeah, you do realize they're exclusive lee put onto console from pc they're not exclusive and yep. stuff like that and it's just like so the, the you know there are different different strokes of different folks and whatever right. else i guess but, like, but then again rare I, in it. it's super difficult i think to justify uh the move from again a ps4 to a ps pro uh, a ps4 pro if you've only just got a ps4 um the yeah. wii u to the switch yeah. i can understand they're wholly different. <laughs> wholly different. There's been a, a, a time frame in between. Um, I hate using the Wii U. I hate using the Wii U. I hate, hate using the Wii U. Really? Yeah. I, I'm the exact opposite. I love mine. So, uh, I loved the Wii to death. There were some really great games on the Wii that I, I adored. <laughs> right? Um, so using a controller that's like a fucking dinner plate with thumbsticks. I just, I just don't dig it. So it's not I've, my set. Uh, I've got really poor joints, um, so holding that and not being able to, um, when my hands are tied, I like to be able to put my hands to the front and be able to, to move stuff that way. And it's the way okay. that I've always used controllers when I get tired, I move my, my hands to the front so that I can uh, articulate things in a slightly more comfortable way. It wasn't possible with the Wii U, and that was really sad. The, uh, the Switch, I tend to like just prop it up on my desk, take the sides off and just kind of like sit down in my chair and put a controller in each hand and just kind of flop and I haven't got to worry <laughs> about my joint hurting because I'm nice and relaxed um but I, I I totally understand the move from from one to the other like I adore the switch I think the switch is absolutely wonderful piece of kit um so the, the move from there was completely justified I have a ps4 I use the ps4 a lot like a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. Because I have PS Now, I have PS Plus, uh, I've got an ever-growing library, I'm constantly buying things from Limited Run, so I've got Limited mm. Run games out of my ears, as well as, you know, regular games and stuff like that. Um, as far as upgrading it to the PS Pro, the PS Pro hasn't shown me that I need to do anything else, and I'm kind of like, Sony, why are you asking Please. me to spend more money? Yeah. I mean, the PS4 Pro is, do you desperately want to use VR for the five games that there are? If oh, so, 
now, you got to be careful because some of the games that they've developed for VR, they've not done a very, they've not oh, done no. sort of extensive QA with a range of people. A lot of VR games are still making people endlessly, endlessly ill. That's oh, yeah. right. Yeah. That it's I, I am te- I am team vomit too. Don't worry. Um, I'm not too bad, but some of the games massively throw me. Um, I tried a game must have been about two years ago and i put on the headset and they put me in front of a pit uh and i almost passed out because my entire body rocked back and forth to try and get away from this pit which said the camera reeling was that the sort of um like grid based moving about yes thing rezzed one year wasn't it i can't remember the name of it because it was um because it was grid based instead of you like walking forward you would just sideways or dr- oh, yeah, really forward jerky. so i would dr- forward and then look at my feet and there'd be a pit and i would be like rocking back and forth because i'm convinced my my body is convinced despite the graphics not being realistic my body is convinced that i am on the edge of this pit as i rock back and forth the camera shoots up and down because my headset is going up and down mm-hmm. and that's that's it like i'm i'm done i don't want to touch a vr headset again for like a good six yeah. months um, I had that happen once in the exact same experience. It just, I all of a sudden, I felt like I was sideways. I looked down, and I was just like, okay, but there's a floor, but I feel like I'm like this, and I don't know <laughs> what's happening right now, and I'm just like, get this thing off me. <laughs> like, we're done. It's, it's not for me. And, you know, for that alone, I, I don't need a PS4 Pro. Like, I just, I don't. Yeah, yeah, my games would load quicker. Big deal. I can just put a better hard drive in. Yeah. Oh, there, there is one. Um, oh, fuck. What's the name of it? The Big Dog Lad and Tiny Boy Adventures that came out on PS4. Uh, the Last Guardian? Last Guardian. Last Guardian. There you go. Um, <laughs> I'm a... so glad we can translate for you today, Sam. <laughs> I, I, know, I thought that was a good description, but hey. Good job. Um, that ran like absolute dog shit on a normal ps4 but on the ps4 pro it actually ran quite nice and quite smooth oh, and real? That's yeah, yeah. i only have a regular <laughs> i wanted to play that Aww. yeah same um, here. i but- mean it might be better now this was like day one so maybe okay. they've patched it and improved by now i don't know but like i was i watched a couple of streams because uh, i was watching two angry gamers actually play it and one of them played it on the ps4 and one of them played it on the ps4 pro like the day after and it, like the or way around, and it was like the difference was so stark. It was so oh. so. That's that's frightening. I, then again, that's what it should be as a difference between two systems, in yes. my opinion. So. And it's, yeah, it's why I, I tried playing Breath of the Wild on the Wii U, and I couldn't do it. Really? Yeah. Yep. Uh, I, I I we bought Breath of the Wild for the Wii U because I couldn't afford a Switch, but I wanted to play Breath of the Wild because Breath of the Wild. Uh, as a horse owner and as an adventure lover was everything that I ever wanted in a video game. Um, so we bought it early and um, I, I suffer from, um, uh, I forget what it's called, um, simulation sickness a lot. So walking around in a town where I walk in and the game immediately stutters because there's so much to do, that fucked with me endlessly. So when I got a Switch, uh, we got a Switch bundle where I got the Switch and uh, Zelda and the, the season pass for it. And I could walk around in the towns and there wasn't a problem. And I'm suddenly like, oh, thank God I can see. <laughs> oh, oh, thank God I can actually see playing the video game. And that should be the difference in systems. Yep. That should be the difference in systems is this game hardly runs. This game mm-hmm. 
is the most comfortable experience in the world. That should be the difference. Um, again, with the Xbox One, uh, I've got one of the like day one white Xbox Ones. And we genu we genuinely call it the giant white VCR because we never fucking use it. Um, that thing, I don't know if I would want to upgrade simply because we don't use it for I'm anything. Sure does the Xbox One have a, a Blu-ray player in it, or is that just PS4? It does? It does, I think. Um, okay, so it has a purpose because Blu-ray players are expensive as shit. Well, we used to Beyond play Crunchyroll through it, and then we realized that the Chromecast does Crunchyroll, so fuck it, we'll just use the Chromecast because that's quicker <laughs> than booting up an entire console. Well, and it's also about, I don't know, what price is an Xbox <laughs> at the moment, about... minus tenner off of it. Like, yeah, it's you about know, that's... £280 cheaper. <laughs> Than, yeah. my, than my fucking console was. But, but no, it, 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 it... I don't I don't understand this jumping between console things so early in, in the kind of development cycle for them, you know? I don't... No, I get you. I don't get um, it. But they'll do what they do, I suppose. And, well, I mean, Steam's definitely not suffering from that same thing, despite the fact that there's a million different consoles out at the same time for Steam, really, uh, if yeah. you think about it. Um, Self-made. Well different shopfronts. We were yeah. only talking two weeks ago about people launching their own storefronts to try and get st seen. And while yep. Steam is a mess right now, because it is, works. it's a mess right now. It's working it's for the people that use it. I think, I think Amazon's a fucking mess, but it works. People go on there and order shit and it works. Like, and well, to be fair, at least Amazon has like partway decent customer service as opposed to Steam, but mm. still. Um, they have any customer service as opposed to Steam. <laughs> that's exactly it, yeah. Um, yeah. But you know what I mean. Like, that's, Whatever it is. But anyway, I feel I feel we somewhat strayed. Well, well, it was a good conversation. I feel like we kind of meandered off and started running for the hills. So let's let's bring it back and move on to our next subject, which is uh, still kind of um, buried in facts and figures to a degree, uh, which is GTA V is still performing. Still performing. This yep. game... It, as old as the hills now and it's like responsible for a, a big old chunk of take two's profits and a big old chunk of their growth and you know it's it's still regularly featuring in charts uh for like game charts across the world across various platforms because it just keeps selling and it just keeps selling and it just it baffles me. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I I really like GTA Five. I think it's fantastic. I think it's a very well made game. I love that they're continuing to support it, but it makes sense for them to continue to support it because it's still making them money. Uh, they, they're basically in this um, in this earnings report. They basically say, well, yeah, we're going to keep supporting it because it's making us money. Um, <laughs> so fair play, really. Um, it just, it, I don't know. Like, it, it's really cool, but it is it this many years cool? I mean, how many years has GTA Five been out now? Like, I want to say at least three. I was back in Cornwall when Four? I first, uh, when I first started playing GTA Five. Because it had a second 5. release, didn't it? So, like, it, it's it's kind of hard. I was gonna say that was on the PS3. April fourteenth, twenty fifteen. Twenty thirteen, and that's on PC. Oh, 2013 was on uh, 360 and PS3. Yeah, right. There you go. 
crazy. four years and it's still in game charts and it's still floating take two's profits i was watching the ox cast play it yesterday like they were mm. playing playlists with viewers yesterday and i sat down and, and watched a bit of that and watched them scream and shout and drive cars off cars off of ramps and things and i think that aspect to it and the fact that you can do all this silly multiplayer stuff and you can create your own mm -hmm. multiplayer yep. stuff that's a big strength right there you don't have to stick to hey shoot the ball in the goal repeatedly you can take the <laughs> ball to the top of the mountain set it on fire and then murder all your friends with it good job you won like yeah, you can take the golf cart out and murder the guy trying to put the ball into the goal every time and yeah. you know right yeah you're fun yeah and if yeah, you have helicopters well then shit. Sorry, <laughs> I can go back to a Grand Theft Auto game literally at any time and just walk around and, you know, take out a bazooka and turn on all the cheat codes and, you know, go blow up every car I possibly can and turn on jumping humans. And, you know, like I, I could just mm -hmm. have utter fun with any of those games at almost maybe except for four. But um, that one's a little dull. Other than that, I can have fun with any of the Grand Theft Auto games at almost any time. So it's not too incredibly shocking but the fact that there's still people that are still buying it on mass like this to me is baffling like swall was saying like how are there this many people still that are getting you know like oh man i never thought to buy this really yeah. <laughs> for four years like jesus let alone how is the company itself making the money and not resellers and ebayers and you know things of that nature because they should be used copies shouldn't they well i mean i have a little bit of insight here um in the Again, I, I full disclosure. I used to work for Game, uh, who are a they're, they're our primary uh, video game retailer in the UK. And um, well, about the only chain one we have left, for that matter. Oh actually. yeah, to be fair, yeah, they are about the only one we have left. Um, which explains a lot. Um, <laughs> we used to have a lot of small children come into the store and say, "Mum says I'm allowed to buy GTA Five, so I'm going to buy it now." Okay. And we'd be like, no, no, friend, oh no, that's not, that's not how this works. And then they'd get a bit older and they'd go, all right, my dad signed a letter to say that I can buy GTA 5. Here's the letter. <laughs> and it would be like, hi, my son deserves a present, love dad, on it, in the scrawliest handwriting. Um, and, uh, you know, they'd get a bit older and their parents would come in with them and eventually their parents would say, ah, they, they see worse at home, it'll be fine. <laughs> we murder prostitutes all yeah, the we, time. we would have to explain to them, like, look, you know, there are strip clubs and uh, you can murder prostitutes and um, uh, from, from what we understand, you know, there's, there's uh, like heaps of gang culture and stuff like Torture. that in it. You should see what we do as a God, he's, he's in pieces on the floor as we speak. And genuinely, parents would turn around to me and go, Nah, they see worse at home, love. I wouldn't worry. And every part of me goes, Oh. <laughs> oh what yeah. the hell are you teaching your kids? <laughs> but, you know, I, I like, whatever. So, as these kids get older and they're seeing people like the Yogscast play, again, playlists are timeless. They're creative. Mm -hmm. Yep. So very it, true. in a lot of ways, these parents are finally going, Oh, fine, you're twelve years old. Jeez, you can have your eighteen game already. Fuck. And that's but, but, just an it's it's an it's a never ending cycle of my friends wanna drive cars off of ramps and shoot each other to death. And GTA mm -hmm. is a great way of them doing that. A lot of yep. people don't see GTA as a story game. 
I don't see it as a story game. I haven't since, like, San Andreas. Yeah, I would agree. Like, three through I, six, I, mean, I, I felt like, okay, there's a story, but I kind of dicked around more than anything. And then right. when we got to, like, four, I did nothing but dick around. Like, I barely got through that game. <laughs> oh, was that four? Because four was piss anyway. Like, four the story. Four Cousin, yeah. let's no. go bowling. Yeah. Let's go bowling. No, no, stop <laughs> fucking bowling. No. Uh, the video that's actually playing in the background right now is um, a competition that me and a few friends did uh, as part of a YouTube series, and we'd have to go around, shoot each other, and take selfies around certain things. So they give us a list, and we had to find these things in the city um, and take a selfie around them. Uh, and we also got points for like blowing each other up and, and protecting the guy who was running it and all this sort of thing. Um, I have no idea what the story is. This series was amazing good fun. Super yeah. good fun. And it was literally, it was the best. There you go, Matt Sparks in the chat. He organized it uh, on his channel. And I have never had so much fun with GTA. I couldn't give a toss what the story is. I <laughs> didn't fall in love with the story in the first 10 minutes I played. So I just didn't. I ran around, took selfies, and shot things. And that was wonderful, good fun. And I think a lot of parents, uh, a lot of kids, um, a lot of people who are buying their first PC or whatever, um, they're moving to university, they're going to lands and things like that, they're not seeing it as a story game. They're oh, seeing yeah. this as a strictly, or a, or a mostly, multiplayer experience where they can be given like a giant list of things that they've never even heard of in the game ever and they've got to go and hunt them down in a car and then you know whatever um like it's it's good it's it's good and i think that's a that's a definite thing uh and i think that's definitely going to be adding to it that yeah okay the game is old but multiplayer is for the most part almost timeless Good multiplayer, creative Golden multiplayer, Eye. Goldeneye, Quake. Yeah, and, and the thing is that they're continually adding new shit to it, like new outfit stuff yep. and like cars. Well, we had the heist thing yeah. added, right? That was a big thing. Um, they're always putting new cars and stuff in it. And Again, the modding community keeps it alive as well. Oh yeah, the I. The RP was it like the yeah. I can't even remember the name of the, the, the thing. I've never been into it, but like um yeah, like all the RP communities are, are huge. Like they've really started to take off even more because there was that uh, cease and desist that was delivered a short while ago, which was then retracted because uh, Take Two said basically, "Oh no, stop doing the 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 modded servery doodly doos," and then Rockstar went, "Well, actually, that's probably perfectly fine to be honest. People keep buying the game. Shut up, Take Two." And so they, they rescinded it, and uh, so, you know, even that is is bringing it to the fore. It's making it more well-known just due to the fact that that became a news story and then a follow-up news story and whatever else. Like, yeah, it's, I mean, we covered yep. it here, what, like three weeks in a row? GTA yeah. stuff? Like, yeah. it keeps it alive. There's a, really, there's a really good community for it, even on Twitch. People yep. will tune in to watch... Stuff. People will turn in to watch Twitch RP bits and pieces mm -hmm. with it. People will tune into. I mean, again, I did yesterday. I watched uh, Simon and Shin and other people whose names I have currently forgotten because I'm tired as all hell, uh, doing uh, playlists with their viewers. I used to run playlists with my viewers. I used to say, oh, hey, guys, if you've built a playlist, let's play it. 
And that's just endless. It's it's something that I could go back to in a flash without... Well, I say in a flash. I'd have to install it again. That would take about three weeks. Um, yeah, I, I installed it yesterday. It took me about four hours. Oh. Uh, 70-something gig. But it, like the download speed was a bit... <laughs> it wasn't me. It was their servers were just a bit... <laughs> Which is the international term for bit dodgy, by the way. Just, just so you know, that's what that noise means. Um, but yeah, I just, I find it, I find it pretty impressive that they, it has this staying power. For like uh, next month, it will be four years since the game came out originally. Oh, um, Crazy that it's been that long. Yeah. It doesn't feel like it, honestly. No, it doesn't, right? I remember going to get the Steelbook edition of the 360 release, oh, and wow. I, I now, I now own three copies of this game. Like, yeah, I, I actually have... own three copies. Two? Yeah, I want to say I, I have two copies of it. Uh, well, I got it on 360, and then I bought a PS4 that came bundled with GTA V. Not that I actually wanted uh, GTA V anyway, and I was going to sell it, and then you know how you just go, oh, I'll put that up on... Oh, I was just going to sit there. Um, and it had the first-person mode added into it, so I was like, oh, that's kind of fun for 10 minutes. Um and then everyone decided to play it on PC, so I ended up getting it on PC as well. So, I mean, I can see how the rollover of purchasing continues on, I suppose. <laughs> uh, somebody is saying, uh, Englander in the chat is saying, oh, Sam would buy the Etch-A-Sketch version if it came out. And immediately my brain went, imagine Skyrim on an Etch-A-Sketch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy, is no, it time no. to move on? No, because oh, like, oh, if you first Rodard on the Etch-A-Sketch, Right. I, I Think it through, Pip. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Should we move on before I say more things? <laughs> before I say um, more things, I'm ashamed of. So, I like this story because it's fucking strange. So, uh, so this was actually a story from last week. Um, they, oh god, I have to. Put a game got released oh, no. after 22 years of development. 22. That's um, is quite a long time. Was, was that 13? 12 or 13? Yeah, something like that. So, so to put it into perspective, because we always used to joke about Duke Nukem, typewriters, monkeys, Shakespeare, that, that kind of... We always used to joke about that. Yeah, this is even longer. So, so the, the game's called Grimoire Heralds of the Winged Exemplar. And it's like your traditional kind of uh, heroes of might and magic. Uh, you know, you go forward one block at a time. You build a party of people and equip them up with their weapons. And it's very RPG-ish. Um, and from what I can read, it's <laughs> like... <laughs> I'm really sorry. I've just seen comments in the chat that read, it looks like a game from 22 years ago. And somebody replies, it does! <laughs> <laughs> and they couldn't be more right. Like... Oh yeah, like, but it was only ever intended to look like this, even through all the phases well, of its development. This is the ultimate RPG game, according to Neckbeard... Oh, I can't really say much of it. it, it kind Neckbeard of, nerd like dude that coded the game, uh, Cleve Blakemore, uh, he was just like, it's the best fucking game that's ever been made. It's the most in-depth RPG game. Actually, it's the most in-depth RPG mechanic-wise 
that you have ever seen and will experience. If you don't understand that, then you didn't understand the game. People, people with exceptionally high IQs are the only people that understand Rick and Morty. Same sort of people that... that don't don't poke your crabs. Don't poke your eyes out, babe. Don't, don't do it. <clears throat> Actually... Um... <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love it, because all the people on iTunes right now... All the people on iTunes right now are like... What the by, by the way, this entire time I've been pushing imaginary glasses up my yeah, nose. Yeah, we've been typing and been pushing glasses up our nose, not just, <laughs> not, not just making fun of anyway. Um, uh. So, so <laughs> he actually ran this through um, an Indiegogo campaign a few years back, raised ten thousand pound or oh, ten thousand dollars, sorry, um, and then and kept announcing that it's done and it's done. Oh, there's some things I need to fix, and it's done. Uh, I'm just going to add this thing to make it better, and it's done. And oh, then I just need to go get coffee. Hold on, I'll be right back and release it. Yeah, right. Um, and then got put on green light for for a while, uh, and then it got green lit on green light, and then it didn't release, and it didn't release. Oh, it's, it's going to be out on this. Day. It's not. Uh, it's going to be out on this date. Oh no, it's not going. Uh, it's going to be out on July seventh. Uh, it's not actually. Um, and he basically said, I want it to be perfect. It has to be perfect before I release it. And he's released it and it crashes. The UI is like a complete confusing mess. Uh, it's very possible to get the game into a no-win skate. No-win's no no-win skate. Uh, skate free, you can port in skate free and have it not win. No, you can have, put it into a no-win state quite easily where you build up your party composition a bit wrong and that's it, you just get slaughtered. Um, and it's just twenty-two years. Can I can I ask how much this is right now? Because you can buy this game right now. If you guys are listening to this and you guys are like, "Hey, clusterfuck UI, old like, RPG mm, tropes, mm, yes, crashes, give me Here's those." What would you pay for this game before we go over how much it is? What would you pay for it Dude, at this point? After you couldn't pay me to play this. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. can't. I, I'm I'm really sorry, but I'm looking at it and my eyes hurt, and I'm just like I don't want to put my. Like, I've played Barbie Dreamhouse. I've played the Barbie riding games. I'm used to things that don't quite happen, you know. And I I just I don't know. I I think there are so many better <laughs> alternatives to this. I'm trying to. Oh. The normal Tom in chat. It's the Dark Souls. It's the normal <laughs> <laughs> oh god uh, okay so in oh, chat so far five to ten. yeah five, five yeah. to ten two dollars see i was i was kind of going with i'd pay a couple of dollars to be able to get in on this how how much is it 30 english pounds so 30 for you guys wait, in canadia that's like 58 60 dollars right but, but wait, there's more. He told you the discounted price. It's on sale right now for that. Oh, really? Yeah. If, no. if you didn't know, look at the very first. The game's available with a 10% discount that ends on oh, August. No, that's now. The 10% off, that's oh, gone. It's off now. Oh, it's you gone. missed I'm your sorry. chance to get it for 27. <laughs> now the full 30. I thought it was 33, so there's my mess up. Okay, <laughs> see, that would have made no, it even more no, egregious. That would have made it palatable, right? Yeah, 27, exactly. that's fine. <laughs> We can um, there. <laughs> 30 pounds. Yes. 30. Right, rightfully so. 
fuck that right off, says chat. Wonderful, yes. Um, Absolutely. Amen. Absolutely. Um, the, the Dark Souls of Steam pricing. That, that is exactly what that is. Just, to, to be fair, to this game, right? Had this come out a good few years ago, this would have been top-notch. Yes, let's go for this. This, this looks like... Wonderful. In one of those big cardboard box yes. looking things. To With sell like your a, a woman in a bikini armor on the front. <laughs> yes. I can go for that. Yeah, like, with a weird like sword over in the corner to make you know that it's an RPG than yep. you know, like a dungeon crawler and not just like, you know, exploitation to sell you the game with, you know, random bikini clad women on the box because yep. that's the eighties and that's how we do. <laughs> my my husband wants to know if it comes with an Amiga. Well we definitely won't buy it then because I already have three of those. No, 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 it's a Vectrax game. Can't you tell from the look? Again. Oh, Christ! <laughs> again, England, oh, in, no. uh, England in the chat. It, it has everything a modern game needs. Peter Molyneux. Peter Molyneux! <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, you guys are actually wonderful, and I adore you. Do you know what, guys? I'm going to plug a game right now. now. Now and again, I do this. I interject with a game that you guys could... Go buy Kingsway. Go away yes. and go and buy Kingsway. I just... This is wonderful that it's come out, and I'm really glad, and I hope that this is archived for years to come. A, a long time ago, this game would have been wonderful, but in the state it is right now, um, and knowing how the sort of the the industry has changed, and uh, gaming habits have changed, gaming needs have changed. No. Please. I'll tell you what. I'll do you a deal, right? So if you. If you're thinking, if you're still thinking, even now, or oh, 30 quid, hmm, I'm, I'm intrigued enough to buy it. No, drop that 30 quid on the 6 out of 10 Patreon and people <laughs> whip yourself up in 20 minutes that's better on fucking Unity and she barely knows how to use the fucking thing yet. I tell you what, even better than that, like, if you want Game Maker or RPG Maker instead, I can do you like a cushy Yandare doodad. There you go. Or I can do you like a fucking Pong clone. Or a cat game. Like, I will make you a cat game if you put $30 in Patreon right now. I will make you a cat game. Um, Boom. Oh, God. What did I just say? Don't do that. <laughs> I mean, oh, I don't want to have to do more work like this week. Um, well, just, just, just check the number like spinning up on the Patreon for you to make this fucking cat game. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just, just don't make it... Um, Okay, what was the one that uh, Edmund and Tommy or whatever were making that they they backed out? Oh, of? um, I was really excited for that. Don't say, yeah, oh I no. I have a shirt. Like, I have the fucking shirt. You have a shirt? Yeah, I've got a paw print shirt that uh, I've got from uh, Tommy's website. Oh, shit. Yeah. Mugenics. <laughs> yeah, Mugenics. Yes. Mugenics looked super good and I wanted to breed cat. Do you know what? I'm going to make a game, make a game where you have to look after a cat that hates you. So, real life. <laughs> yeah, basically, if we if we get the Patreon up to like I don't I don't know like thirty dollars. What did we say? Was it thirty dollars? You said because of the game off the oh, per head. Thirty no, thirty pound a head. Oh, I'm thirty. Saying, all right, all right, fine. Right there. Fine. I won't make fucking you thirty dollars. I think it's basically at that as it is. <laughs> I'll just fucking make it. It's fine. But yeah. Anyway, let's go back to what we were actually talking about instead of plucking things like crazy. I, again, I think it's good that this game is finally released. I think it's always good for developers to release things. It's one of the most difficult things to finish a thing, regardless of what it's manner of content point. creation you're in. Finishing a thing is hard. Yeah. Um, 
I just wish this had been a thing 22 years ago. Um, I'm... Even 21 years ago, I'd accept I it. Like, yeah. Like, honestly, yeah. I was playing uh, um, the, the gold box um, not D&D, Forgotten Realms uh, games. Oh, yeah. In like, you know, the very early 90s, like 91. I If this came out in 91, oh my God, you would have never seen me again, dude. Like, I would have been gone. This would have been just my life. Right. And yeah. like, this is what I was looking for then. And it reminds me of that era, which again is fine. It's, you know, it's a throwback and everything. We've got like um, Legend of uh, Grimrock. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is kind of where I see a lot of people are probably going to be like, oh, it's Legend of Grimrock knockoff. And, not realize how long it's been in production yeah is that it's probably the other way around to a certain extent although obviously not but yeah. uh, you know like i can see it having a little bit of a niche for you know like i said the people that are oh cool it's old school oh wow 100 character slots oh my god there's some really cool ideas mm -hmm. for 50 years ago yeah and if they implemented it into a you know nowadays updated game that wasn't a might and magic style dungeon crawler like look i love might and magic i love dnd i love those forgotten realms games oh yeah nowadays though <laughs> nobody's buying this i hate to tell you but there's like myself tornis like i know maybe three people total that would be interested who still aren't going to buy it because this price is insane yeah it really is just just proving that 22 years is enough time for senility to set in before you type your price point into steam like it's just and i understand having to recoup costs because 22 years of costs had to add up for you so right, yeah i'm sure but, you made 10 like, grand, grand from you. running an indiegogo as well is just yeah. a, i feel like that's a bit naughty I would have to agree. I, mean, I presume he gave copies back to the Indiegogo people. Right. I mean, I can only presume that was the case. But, but... again, they're getting a copy of this game. Well, so that was several years ago. The Indiegogo, by the way, like oh, it wasn't right, like right, right. Yeah. Oh, it was like one from Kitty in the background. Old. Sorry, hi. I really like <laughs> cats. <laughs> oh, I didn't even Jesus. I didn't even uh, other, other side. <laughs> I just tuned him out. I didn't even notice he was there. Honestly, I've had him for 13 years. We're just, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's always around. I know he's there. I just don't know where. <laughs> Sorry, Kitty. Kitty on the bed had a big uh, had a big stretch and a yawn, and every part of my cat brain went, "Make a fuss." Make a fuss of the cat. <laughs> I'm I'm awfully sorry. I'm super distracted this podcast. But yeah, again, I hope this gets archived. I hope this is a thing that's talked about. But. <sighs> Yeah, well, we have talked about it and possibly given it more publicity than it's it's due. To be honest, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure I would enjoy the game if I played it, but that I, it's to the point where like I wouldn't even ask for a review key because I couldn't stomach promoting a game that was this overpriced. If that makes sense. Yeah, like, I feel I, weird. I don't feel good. Um. So so yeah, I mean that's. And that's where I sit with it anyway. Again, it's another unfortunate game, right? We've talked about a couple of unfortunate games today, and I think that's going to be another another one to add to the unfortunate pile. Speaking of, unfortunate, yeah. see, speaking of that games that are unfortunately still going to come out, uh, Destiny 2. Oi, you be uh, <laughs> I don't like it either, but, you know, you got to be nice. Uh, uh, Destiny 2 serves no role other than to hardened fuckboys to get their rocks off to playing a spacey shooter, in my opinion, but there you go. Um, so, the PC version of Destiny 2 
uh, is the fuck the streamers version of Destiny 2 insofar as they've put in safeguards to prevent you from like injecting code into the game which you know you could I don't know boost yourself up to be invincible or whatever else um, and in doing so they've gone <laughs> you can't capture it uh, as a game like you can't game capture it in, in capture software well like OBS or expert or whatever else yeah. uh, you could like window capture it which will make it look horrendous and framey and will munch up your resources and whatever else uh, or you can play it in windowed mode uh, to window capture it which will again use up more resources and it will look worse for you as a gamer and blah 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 um, fuck off Bungie is uh, the summation of that uh, I'm sick of your shit and your shit games yeah. uh, anyone else care to comment <laughs> well I mean I the first time I heard of this it was you can't run an FPS counter on top of it that too and discord hooks as well won't work with it a lot of stuff will not be able to hook into the game and vice versa right doesn't perhaps automatically give you the FPS counter thing up yep. in the corner so wouldn't that just completely you know perhaps, yeah. Yeah. no go Wow. Um, the I saw, um, I think it was Elgato and Exploit uh, both put out posts being like, if you want to capture it, this is how you can do so. It's not, like, it. it it's not, not ideal. ideal, but it means it's you can capture it. It's your own video card into a capture card again on the same computer, and you're basically double rendering it. So, yeah, it's it's ridiculous. That's it's not feasible. It's yeah. just... They're asking you to have a gaming rig separate so that you can hook it up into your capture card. And like, I don't understand why that's super common. that extreme. Yeah. Like, I, I just moved away from that because it's it's bet more cost-effective for me to run one rig that's really good than two rigs that are potato, right? It, it's more cost-effective for me to do it that way, so that's the way that I've done it. Um... I, 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 like, my stream would look like shit, and my community would be like, babe, what have you done? Like, mm -hmm. for serious, why does this look so bad? Um, and I, I just kind of wonder, was this a trade-off that was worth it? Because I understand the worry of people screwing with your multiplayer, people um, becoming invincible, people, you know, doing whatever to the game. I don't, I, I don't understand video games, so somebody will have to explain it to me. Um, but is that a trade-off worth taking when then streamers, either your game looks like garbage on stream, or they just don't fucking stream it? Well, I mean, here's my hot take. Uh, there are other multiplayer games on PC. You can capture them. So I'm pretty sure if you took the time to fuck about and actually code it in properly, you would be able to make the same situation work for Destiny 2. Like... I'm, Okay, yes, I, I am absolutely without knowledge as to how you would do so. Oddly enough, I'm not a consultant on how to make games capturable for uh, live streaming. But odds are, considering pretty much every other fucking game on the planet is able to be captured in this manner, it's probably possible. And you probably could do if you could be asked. So, um, yeah, I, I'm not really taking that. <laughs> and, and considering how strong a marketing tool uh content creators are for for your games and especially considering the pc version is going to be coming out later than the console versions which means this is a second wave of promotion for your game i mean that's already bullshit in the first place anyway like uh it should always be a married up release if at all possible i don't see why there'd be a huge difference between releasing on pc or console but 
<laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just stealing your words. <laughs> um, but like that, it's a second wave of uh, promotion for you. You've got a whole another set of people that are going to start promoting your game. You've got a whole set of people that are going to start re-promoting your game because they've already played it on console and they're going to go to PC and re-level up over there and play for everything again and the extra content that's been released. Like, you're, and you're just going, nah, don't worry about that. Mental. You're actually mentally askew if you're just throwing that away, in my opinion. Like, it's just madness. And somebody uh, was a Taz brought up another good point here in chat, too. And uh, flat out, imagine when uh, Halo makes its way to PC, because what if the same thing happens there? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, you don't think people want to record Halo gameplay if it comes to PC? Like, dude, check it out. 4K gaming and Halo, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, apparently you can't record that at 4k because well they just don't want you to because multiplayer cheats and like come on there's cheats in every single game and uh, not saying you know like oh that makes it okay but it, everybody has found ways to work around it and for Bungie to just be like <laughs> yeah eh. and it feels like they just pushed it to the side honestly like it feels kind of like a slap in the face of a bunch of content creators who are again like was just mentioned big advertisement nowadays we really mm-hmm. are like you know there's a reason people call us influencers i can't fucking stand that word but but, <laughs> but it reason. happens and that's why yeah, like exactly and that's the thing is like why would you shut out any sort of at this point free honestly you're making money off of that advertisement because they're buying the game and then they're selling mm-hmm. more of them so why would you turn that away like i just i don't see the the logistics to it working out for them in any positive way at all Maybe it will, but I, you know, like it seems like for the PC release, that would be a huge market of, you know, interested parties, and it would definitely coincide with the the market of Twitch streamers that want to play something on PC that's multiplayer, that's accessible by everybody, and you know, popular for that matter. Because let's be real, those are popular games, especially here on Twitch, right when they come out too. And you know, I just I I think it's they're really sort of. Maybe they're not. Maybe there is something more to it, but it feels like they're half-assing it to me and just kind of sort of neglecting one entire section of, of you know market that really should be a much larger focus for them, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. That that baffles me though endlessly because of um, for Destiny for the for the first one, it felt like they fostered a community of Twitch streamers. They branded them as Destiny Family or whatever they were called. And they fostered a real sense of community where the streamers would have their Destiny players along with them and they'd stand in there. Again, I don't really understand Destiny. Um, I've got a couple of friends who, who play it, um, but they, they have little houses and then they, they have their different classes so they know, you know who plays what and they're helping people. Kind of similar to the Warframe community, right? The Warframe community is very inclusive of new players who don't know where the hell to start. And Destiny, I felt, on Twitch was kind of similar. The people who wanted to pick up Destiny so late down the line, because don't forget you had to pick up Destiny in two expansions now. Uh, people who wanted to pick it up so late down the line had a line where they could go into a Twitch chat and go, Yo, I've just started a Warlock. What am I looking for? Can somebody help me do House of Glass or whatever it was called? Uh, and, and, you know, people would fucking be like, hey, I'll help you. Like, hey, this is the kind of gear that you want. Whenever the merchant fella had the right item, it would be all over Twitter that the merchant fella had the right item. Again, I'm paraphrasing like hell because I don't understand Destiny 
I don't, I haven't really played it. It didn't grab me within the first sort of day or so of playing it, so I didn't kind of catch it. Oh, sorry, three expansions, but technically four. Sorry, my bad. Um, it, it was a nice community where people could sit there and work through it together and to completely sort of almost eschew that to, to completely kind of go hey you guys don't really fuck we're not we're not gonna you know cater for you at all awful they will have got so much out of those communities i know um when the sparrow racing league thing happened a bunch of my friends were like yeah we're gonna teach people how to race their sparrows properly and it's gonna be great and we're gonna push that kind of content and the merchant says we're gonna get as many people through these raids as possible and you know that that kind of deal it was good it was good helpful content and considering the image that twitch has around some of these big games some of the time and i always hate bringing it up but we do in some games in some communities we have a piss poor reputation as as you say influences as communities yep. right that is but, true it's 100 percent true but that was a genuine good thing in a lot of spaces and for them to completely push that aside and go hey you guys had this great thing you can't do that anymore that's awful surely and it baffles me where the sense is in it well there isn't that's, that's <laughs> long and short that's a lack thereof <laughs> Yeah, no, and that's the thing is it's it's like a lack of not even foresight, honestly, but hindsight more so. And that's what's the most baffling. If it was foresight that they were missing, I can understand that. You know, maybe you don't know about Twitch. Maybe you don't know about content creation outside of YouTube. Right, and, and then, that happens. But at that point, but yeah, and you know, it does. Mm. Because there's people like, I have to tell people every day, you know, like, oh, what do you do for a living? Uh, I play video games on Twitch. You do what? You know, like, wait, what is this? There's a website for this. You know, people don't know. Yeah. It's it's, and but with hindsight, they knew, and there's no excuse for just going. Yeah, we don't need that. Like, yeah, you do. I hate to tell you, but you kind of do. Hmm. That's a huge chunk, and they're gonna miss it. They really will. Yeah, for sure. Um, and also, people are gonna be as as Kirsty rightfully says, people are gonna be massively confused because it's gonna be on the Blizzard launcher. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> and, that, and that's also another part of it, actually, because they're going to have to direct, the, you know, like content creators are going to be part of the network of ways that people get directed uh, into the into the right place. And to, you know, this is where you need to go. It's not on Steam. Like, it's not on the place where all of the games are, mostly. Like, you, you need to go to this one particular one, which is very rarely used. And it's only there for WoW and Hearthstone and Overwatch, right? And you know, okay. like that's um, no. Uh, <laughs> yes. yes, Diablo is important. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. I just find it very, very odd. Like it just, I don't know. It, it just cutting off potential ways of yeah, growing awareness, directing traffic it's just it's madness it's silly should we talk about games that are actually good yeah, that'd be nice. we do we do like to do this on the podcast just every now and then <laughs> we talk about games that are that are good um particularly things that we've been playing recently that that we think are, are actual good fun and i think it's about time that, that we did some good sam do you want to talk about yours first while i find the steam link for it because apparently i didn't do that this week because i'm naughty outraged i'm walking out of this podcast uh, Hi. <laughs> I'm out. Oh, thanks. 
Um, so this is a Lethis Path of Progress. So um, I, I've been on a bit of a stint of city builders recently. Like I don't know why I've just kind of gotten the bug for it again. Oh. Um, so this one is like a steampunky twist on uh, on your city builders, and it's very very focal on improving quality of life in little neighborhoods to build you know the size and the prestige of that area and therefore the workforce and how much stuff gets consumed in in that area and therefore how much money you make and how much trade you set up and whatever else you've got missions based around doing that and um it's just really satisfying i don't I, there's just something about this one in particular that just um scratches an itch for me um I think it's because it does have a bit of sort of extra challenge uh, beyond a lot of other city builders insofar as people are fucking needy as hell in this game. You want me to have a slightly nicer house and you're going to have to put every amenity really close by um, rather than just kind of roughly in the neighborhood, which is kind of the way of most city builder games. So it, it, it takes a lot of extra planning compared to a lot of others to ensure that you kind of get the right layout and to have everything in the right place and uh, have access to everything else. Um, I don't know, there's just something about it. Like, the art style as well is just like really nice. Hmm. Like it's a little different from a lot of other city builders and yeah, I just really dig it. So I've just been kind of whiling away the hours on this more than anything else recently. So that's my, that's my one. It's been out for a little while as well. It just kind of passed me by. Um, so yeah, I've been twiddling the way on it, and that's about it for that one. Neat. Okay, it's kind of steampunky, right? Yeah, very steampunky. Like there's actually like steam uh, outlets like up in the mountains that you can just go and like plonk a fucking tube on it, and then tube that steam Ooh. around your town. And uh, yeah, it's pretty neat. All right, all right, cool. Okay, uh, crops. Tell me about your one while I find a link to it, because again, I'm not terribly organized this week. Um, yours is meant for the future, right? Stuff. Yeah, for once, uh, we've actually got a preview one, uh, which I guess I'm the first person to actually pull that off, so my bad. Um, but mine is actually Cook, Serve, Delicious 2 that's coming out very soon in the future. Um, I know people, if you've watched me at all, have actually seen me play it before, and there's a video for it. It's insanely addictive. Um, yeah, it's just typing, but my god, there are so many different like combinations of things. Oh, there's your favorite toilet flushing. <laughs> we were talking about that earlier. Um, there's, you have to take care of the entire run of the restaurant from every single order that comes in to the prep of the food now, uh, which is new for this version. Uh, apparently there's, I think, twice as many uh, prep stations as there were before, which, oh my goodness, that's going to confuse me terribly. That's terrifying. Um, <laughs> But you get a full, like, there's going to be 16 stations, apparently. If, if all 16 are full of food at the same time, there's no way I'm getting that done. <laughs> there's just no way. And, no. You know, and it's like, it gives you that real life, like, oh, my God, it's really rush hour. What do I do? And you're ripping your hair out. And mm -hmm. I, I tell you, uh, Chubbigans is uh, the name of the, uh, the dev on Twitter. And he's always putting out uh, dev progress and stuff like that. And just the man does a lot of research, let's just say. And I, it's it's really, really cool to see this coming into focus alone after having played the first one so much. It's just, oh man, I really recommend these. I, I can't recommend it enough. It seems so stupid, but this is like one of the most addicting games of the past few years for me. By Neat. far. 
it's it's just the joy of abusing your keyboard to make stuff. There's something re- like <clears throat> I put lasagna in the chat, like oh, how to make a lasagna God. in the chat. Yep. And like, <laughs> it's it's really satisfying. Slap because the noises as well when you're like slapping in the different layers. There's it's just like, something you have really to hit it six times and then spice it once and then hit enter. So you t t t t t t t t t. You know s air. Yeah. You just you get this rhythm going on in your head and it's almost like you're making music to it at the same time like it's it's really it just it i don't know like it just brings that smile to your face and you're seeing good food and you know it gives you like man tomorrow i need to have a steak or i need to make like chicken parmesan or something so you know it kind of gets you out of those funks that you're in of like oh let's just get a mcdouble you know (laughs) it's it's the small things like that in life it really is but uh, the first one i can't recommend enough and local Mm -hmm. co-op as uh the video just said actually is coming in this one which <laughs> i can't wait to see how bad i make people just fail next to me because i won't <laughs> good for them <laughs> it's elbows in the ribs right it's like mario kart but with food like just <laughs> and I, it's going to be a friendship ruiner much the same way that like smash and um, yes. um i can't mario party is you know I, I can only imagine that once we get into the multiplayer it's going to ruin friendships <laughs> so as somebody who and i'll put my hands because as somebody who hasn't really played the first one for more than like 20 minutes and kind of went, oh, this is scary. I'm going to stop before I get angry. Is that something that you, genuinely now, is there something that you recommend picking up and, and genuinely learning to play? Is it that good? It's, if you get scared by it, like I'm not going to lie, it will get worse as you get later on because you have to keep improving the food. So like you start out with, um, uh, let's use the fish, for example. Um, you just get a normal fish. You have to chop all the, you know, like hit up, down, left, and right, spice it up or whatever, and hit enter. As you get later on, like you'll add other stuff in, like you may actually have to put a lemon on top of it sometimes. So like you'll notice like, you know, freaking out while you're doing all these orders. You read one of them and it's like, oh, but this one's with lemon. You're like, oh, geez. And you like, you know, you try to remember it really quick and like you're, it, it sounds so, you know, rip your hair out, like I said, kind of, you know, make you worry about everything. But at the same point, it it kind of brings you into this focus of learning how to type better. I've improved my typing skills just because of this game. Right. And I'm, I'm a hunt pecker. <laughs> like, I have to look at my keyboard and like, uh, do this and this one's here and okay. And this one, I just kind of like, I look at the screen and I just, now I know where everything is. It's honestly, like you could have given me this instead of, you know, uh, Mavis, what's her name, teaches typing, and Mario, you know, it's a me, Mario. This is an A. Type it, you know, that type of that did, <laughs> damn thing. This would have been, as yeah. a kid, I would have. Oh my goodness, this would have been the best teaching tool ever, by far. Well, this is the and, thing. Like the only way I know how to type is typing in the dead. Nah, oh. see, same here. I'm, yeah. I'm yeah. So Where's the zombies? Yeah. <laughs> yep. And I'm so bad at that one. And it's, you know, that's, I can do this on extreme mode. I can actually perfect days on extreme mode and I beat the entire game on extreme. Neat. So that's something I thought I could never do. Okay. I turned it on the first day I did a perfect. I'm like, you know, let's just keep going with this, I guess. Like you, when you blow your own mind doing something of that nature too, it's uh, that, you know, you yeah. just feel like you're all strong at that point. So it's, it's good times. It really is. Right. Okay. I'll I'll look into it for sure then. Uh, maybe for future stuff. Um, my recommendation, <laughs> my recommendation for this week is one that we actually finished on stream a little while ago. Um, but I went back and played more of it, and that's not like me in any way, shape, or form. Um, I once I finished a game, I I'm usually done because I don't want to do the same thing over and over and over again. 
I went back and found more content for this because I'm like, I need to know what the other endings are. I need to know what I've missed because I missed a bunch of stuff in my playthrough. I need to know what's next. The Infectious Madness of Dr. Decker is an FMV game. It's an FMV game where you have taken over as a uh, resident psychiatrist and you are trying to figure out which one of your patients murdered the previous psychiatrist. But also you're trying to kind of get to the root of these people's problems. You're trying to work out actually what is it that's bothering them. Um, and can you in fact help them through that? Because as a psychiatrist, that's kind of your job. Um, the game about a quarter of or oh, a third of the way through takes a weird supernatural twist that doesn't actually exist and it's wonderful. It's from then on in the game fucks with you endlessly and you question everything you type. The game is also um, quite closely rooted to actual psychiatry and psychology. A lot of the endings that you get and a lot of the interactions that you get or better or worse, depending on how far or how close you stray to actual psychological principles. Which is kind of neat. I like it a lot. I've been back. I've played it to try and get some of the other endings. Um, the game goes from being a straight up um, psychiatry like, hey, these people are, are, are ill. Um, there, there's something wrong with them, let's work out who killed the doctor, to oh my fucking god, what is happening in this office, I want to leave this office, I want to leave here forever, please don't ever let me come back. It's wonderful. It's absolutely, absolutely wonderful, uh, and I love it. Um, it gets a little bit frustrating in that sometimes when you type things, the characters are like, no, I don't know what that is. Like, where are your shoes, Mariana? No, I don't know what that is. Mariana, oh, where the fuck are your shoes, Mariana? Get your feet off the sofa. And Mariana's like, no. Should we talk about you, Doctor? And it's like, no! Let me talk about the fact that you don't have shoes on in my office. Um, it's good. It's engaging. And it's quite short to the point where you can play it over a, a, a good couple of days and then you feel like, yeah, okay, that was a good story experience. Because mm -hmm. it genuinely is a good story experience. The other thing is if you watch somebody stream it, um, or you do one playthrough yourself and you want to go again, the ending will change depending on how you play it, um, down to who killed Dr. Decker. Interesting. Um, it It's done by the people who did Contradiction, but it's much smoother going than, than uh, mm -hmm. Contradiction is as far as I can see. I had much trouble with Contradiction. Like, I, I enjoyed it, but it was just very... It wasn't satisfying to play. Right. Like, I didn't really feel like I was progressing, but the game was progressing and pulling me along with it. If that made sense. Like, I didn't feel like I was the one making the progress. It was just the game was going to spin out in whatever right. way it was going to spin out. Yeah. Um, warning uh, for the faint of heart, there are a couple of jumps in it. And there are a couple... There are a couple, there are a couple of uh, subtle things in it that if you're looking at the wrong part of the screen at the wrong time, your heart will stop and you will shout at the game for being such a dick to you. Um, but that's good because it adds to the way that the narrative works. It, 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 goes, uh, it goes along with the way the narrative works and it's cheap. This uh, game seven is quid? Some, something like that. I've, yeah, I've linked it in chat. It's, it's cheap. 
it's a really good involving experience you will find yourself loving or hating the characters there's not a character that i had air feelings about Mm -hmm. There wasn't a character that I didn't particularly care about um, out of the sort of main cast. In the auxiliary cast, yeah, the, a lot of the auxiliary cast you can just ignore and it doesn't affect your gameplay. The main cast, each one of them is uh, either endearing or disturbing <laughs> according to their quirks and they're done very, very well for the twist that the game gives you. It's good. Go buy it. Go play it. It's wonderful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I do get that. That's why I, well, I, I had it as my game of the week at one point before I passed the torch on to you to actually play. Yeah, and I kind of went, oh, I don't know how I feel about this. And then it got to the point where on cast I went, guys, we're going to play something else. I don't think I can deal with this anymore today. <laughs> we're going to play something else for a little bit. We'll come back to this tomorrow. Um, so, so now we're passing the torch to you, Crumbs. This is <laughs> <laughs> now I have to be the one that gets tortured by actually buying this and playing it, I see. Fair enough. It I thought you played it too. Don't worry. Like it honestly does look like something I'd enjoy, so you know that ain't too far out of the realm of possibility. The acting's a bit hammy on occasion, but it drives the point home that they're all a bit um. The, the they all is... they all belong in a psychiatrist's office, including your secretary. You will grow to hate your secretary with every fiber of your being. Um, but no, the thing is, the ending that I got for the game, and I won't say what it was for, for, for fear of spoilers, but the ending that I got from the game actually goes a long way to explaining the hammy acting as well. Like, yes. it actually works to uh, to explain it, which is just kind of weird. Like, I don't know if it was intended to do so, but it kind of does. So, do, so do another two out of the, like, eight endings that you can get. They oh, really? play along with that as well, yeah. That's interesting. So it depends on, on like, how far down the, the rabbit hole you go with these people. Yeah. Um, no, I don't love, I don't love Jaya. Jaya can get the fuck out. I, I tried yeah. on multiple occasions to fire my secretary uh, during the course of the game. <laughs> um, Instead, you accidentally gave her a raise. Yes, I did! Because <laughs> uh, I'm that good at being. How the hell does that happen? I, sometimes you type things and they just take it two steps ahead. Uh, it's an it's, it's the unfortunate nature of the game. The game works on a keyword principle. And sometimes you'll say something and they'll go, Oh yes, my dead cousin Amanda! And you're like, who mentioned a dead cousin Amanda? Um... But yeah, yeah, it's it's uh it's good. It's good. It's cheap, um and and the characters are all mental and it'll make you think a little bit about stuff maybe. Uh, so go go play that. Um, yes. Let's talk about narratives then, I guess, because we've just gone from my favorite narrative of the last week to. Well, to the fact that well, this is maybe this is a personal opinion that I'm impressing upon everyone else and that is that narratives aren't as ain't what they used to be uh, whether it's because i'm getting old uh or, or what but i kind of feel that modern day narratives just aren't as developed they aren't as well-rounded they aren't as involving they aren't as heart-wrenching and 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 just pulling you along for the ride in general as they were 10 15 plus years ago like they don't have that same sort of creating a bond or an attachment between you and who you're playing as or who your 
characters interacting with uh, as as they previously did to the point where when there is a game that has genuinely good narrative we sing and shout about it a lot because it's a rarity now as opposed to the norm and as i say i don't know whether that's just me well what do you guys do you guys agree with that rough sentiment sadly 100 percent, yes uh we were talking about this last night once again to bring up final fantasy 15 because we just have to go back to that and bring the knife one more time um body punches in <laughs> but I, I like we we were talking about this in my cast last night and how because um, we had one of the uh, the guys that actually worked on 15 came in and uh, I was giving it a little bit of my usual shit at the time. If you know me, I tend to call out anything that's wrong with video games because I break them constantly. <laughs> I just do. Um, and yeah, I feel you. We were, we were talking about how it got rushed and I'm sure that wasn't the only problem with it, but the the story just doesn't ever really go as deep into what needs to be gone into as it could have like i'm trying not to spoil anything with it or get too in depth on 15 but the whole like the the idea of the star scourge is like the story of the game and they just kind of like yeah but this is your bad guy worry about him and just kind of blow it off and don't ever really say anything and yeah the stuff is there if you look and if you buy like the 900 page final fantasy 15 you know compendium book whatever it's called um, and watch the fucking movie. Yeah, exactly. And then watch the movie and watch the anime and play the uh, uh, King's Clave game. Uh, I forget what it's called, but the you know the little anime game or whatever. And like you oh, know, have to do all defense game. Uh, was there one? Yeah, uh, you mean the, the Empire? Yeah. One. Uh, what about the what about the fishing game that's coming? How much lore will I discover <laughs> from <laughs> the VR fishing game? The grouper. I mean, come on. How are you ever going to have your complete Final Fantasy 15 experience without the backstory of Groupie the Grouper? Come on. This, is, oh, this card appears to have eaten a magical artifact. I wonder what this import this could have on my journey. Hmm, maybe I should put on my VR goggles and shoot my Prompto gun into the water and hope that it's much like shooting fish in a barrel and hey, we win. <laughs> like, and back to the story thing, like, like she said, like that isn't going to add anything. Let's be real. And, you know, they had to separate out parts of it quote unquote for you know the season pass and turn it into this long drawn out two year process of giving you the whole story of 15 and it doesn't mm -hmm. need like a Final Fantasy 7 we're even going back to games where we had a good narrative debatably good narrative we'll get there but um you know like back in the day when we had the RPGs that were like oh my god I care about you know oh Aerith what the hell you know that stuff and I don't, there's no Aerith nowadays. There's no Sephiroth and Aerith moment. There's no, you know, anything like that. And even with those stories, we're going back and remaking them now and they're going to split up seven into different pieces and draw it out mm -hmm. the same way that 15 is going to be. And it's like, we're going to lose the entire story in the process, guys. You have to go concisely. Here's where it starts. Here's all the stuff that happens. Oh my God, it's getting really crazy. Here's the end. Like that's, mm -hmm. that's how I know it. I don't go... All right, here's like the first third of it that doesn't end on any sort of ending point other than, hey, here's where disc one ended on the old PlayStation days. You just happen to leave the town. Here's the end of part one. It's not mm -hmm. a big, you know, sure, it's a moment, but it's not a big, you know, Sephiroth moment that you should put an ending in it to be continued at. And, you know, like, you, like you're saying, it's just it, the whole narrative just gets lost in everything now. And at like 15, you know, back to it, like we said last night, it just... 
sure it's a story but it's not it doesn't feel like a full complete oh my god i really care about these guys what's going on what's with that opening scene we nobody understands the opening scene of that game even after playing it and mm -hmm. that's where you know the story got lost because that's it's it's obvious i don't want to spoil it because i know somebody's in here watching my playthrough for the first time but like yeah it's it's well, yeah we had a yeah, discussion I'm, about I'm like, why yet, the, so... the, op the opening song didn't fit the situation particularly yep. well and yeah like, having played through it i can kind of see how it fits but also this is a game for for, for new uh, uh, for, for beginners and, and old fans or whatever the fuck the turn of phrase they were using with it whereas if i don't understand the need for this and how this works from the outset of me turning on the game then why it's not for the new particularly hmm. yeah. i would agree yeah um, and that's like the theme song in a fucking game like <laughs> i i i kind of um bring it back to what what chat's saying chat mentions kafka a lot and kafka's always the one that i think of that moment mm -hmm. where kafka just destroys everything, everything. and you sit there and you go well oh. then <laughs> You have oh that God. oh moment. And I remember, because um, I come from a point-and-click background. Uh, point-and-clicks were my jam, that's where I come from. Uh, I have a Grim Fandango tattoo because Grim Fandango was the game to get me into video games. Uh, mm -hmm. And there's a part in Grim Fandango where um, the, your, your main hero, uh, Manny, is, is chasing a woman across the land of the dead. And he sees her as she gets on a boat and he goes to grab hold of the boat and she throws a bottle at him and he falls into the sea, right? So this woman that you've been chasing that you want to look after, she actively stops you from being able to save her. And you take a moment and you sit back in your chair and you go, Uh? Mm-hmm. What? Um, you know, these, these story moments where you kind of sit back and you go, Huh? Like, that's what gaming and storytelling specifically should be about, is those moments. There's a really great moment in Monkey Island 3, where he produces this cursed ring, and he puts it on her finger, and she turns to gold, and you sit back and you go, you, you stupid... And he leaves, he goes to find out how he can break the curse, he comes back, and what has happened? In this pirate infested town that he's left his fiance as a gold statue in she's been kidnapped by pirates because they think she's treasure and you sit back and you go oh here we go yep mm -hmm. there it is and it's it's uh, like again i can think of all these amazing moments but i can't think of one that's recent I can think of good stories, but I can't think of a, a story that gripped me so hard that I didn't want to let it go. I'm thinking about mm -hmm. things like Golden Sun. I'm thinking about even back as far as fine, um, as close even as Final Fantasy X, um, where you suddenly realize what your main character is all about. And again, I won't spoil it in case you haven't played it because X is, is one of my favorites. Um, I know, you should go and play it. Go play it, even if it's just for the, the hammy laughter that makes sense! The part that really gripped me in 10 was the part where uh, Titus finds out stuff at yes. Albed's home. Mm -hmm. That fucked me up. I was like, yeah, was whoa. Yep. 
Yep. Yep. Um, and somebody just brought it up, Gino. Nino Cooney. There's oh. in the beginning. The big story oh, plot that I can't watch anymore. I started a new yeah. game of Nino Cooney the other day because I'm excited for the second one. I gave yes. my controller to my husband. I said, "Play through the beginning bit for me. Let me know when it's done." <laughs> because I can take it. I can take him being upset about it afterwards. I'm a proper mummy's girl, right? So I cannot watch that beginning section at all mm -hmm. because it plays with yep. my emotions to no end. I can't do it. Um, so there's a really good example of a recent one. I'm thinking of stuff like Until Dawn, mm -hmm. where the narrative grabbed me massively. Yeah. But I don't think there was a moment where I kind of went, no, I lie, there was. There was a moment in Until Dawn where I suddenly went, yeah, I need to play this. Um, one of the characters, it turns out, is more than he first appears. One of the characters that you play as is more than he appears. And you should see it coming from the beginning, and you don't. Hmm. Mm. You, and and that, nobody, ooh. nobody I know saw that coming from the beginning. And you kind of sit back and you go, ah, okay. But that's a couple. And, I, and that, that, I appreciated how clever that was written in. And I appreciated how cleverly it, it played out. But I wasn't invested. I wasn't gripped. No, in all I of them, no. I the experience, but I wasn't there with it you know right. like I don't whereas stuff like mother three every single character you play in mother three you care about otherwise you're not playing it right hands down pretty much yep the... chrono trigger which i mentioned earlier like i mean you've yep. got the you know the scene where chrono challenges lavos and then you're just as a kid i was 16 or 14 when that came out and playing that i don't know another game at the time where your main character just goes and you're just mm -hmm. like I, I, dude, I, my mouth was wide open. Jaw was on the ground the entire time playing through that. You know, I'm clicking the A button and just like, there's no way this just happened. No fucking way. And it gives you your party back and you're without him and you're like, whoa, what the fuck do I do? He was the only guy I leveled. Um, oh my God. <laughs> oh, God. oh God. You know, and like, it just gives you that like, whoa moment. And then you yep. kind of start hearing rumors of you can bring him back, dude. And you're like, I need to know. I need to know. I need to do this now. Like, you know, like you get invested in it to the point where you are like jumping off of your seat to bring this guy back to, you know, so that you can get to that part of the story and be like, yes, you know, like that type of stuff. And I, I haven't had that since, and you know, Kuni had those moments, like I said, but you know, you know, since Cooney's probably a Super very Nintendo era. big game, though, to keep that level of intensity. It's a very big game to be able to deal with yes. that. And that was a problem that I did have with Nino Kuni, was it's a very daunting experience because there's so much to it and the uh, the narrative intensity drops off the second that you have Pokemon battles to do and you have stamps to collect and, yeah. But that's that's me. Again, like, I'm I'm not enjoying The Witcher 3 as much as other people do because there's so much to do and I'm like, oh, And she just brought up my problem with the Witcher series in general. I played one and was just like, where do I go? There's so much to do. And now look at Witcher three, there's an infinitesimal amount more to do. And right. what am I gonna do? Right. <laughs> I'm gonna um, ADHD off the walls. Well, I don't mm. want my hand held constantly. I would, I would prefer a little tap on the shoulder and a, hey, that direction is probably your best you know um it's 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 one of those things but again like i get super daunted by by big games because i don't have a lot of time what i will say for the witcher 3 though is that the smaller story arcs as you complete them 
so things like the Baron um, and the uh, tree in a cave thing um, with the horse, those sort of mini stories are so brilliantly written because I didn't know what to do. And that is wonderful. Mm. To move away from a Paragon Renegade system and into a complex, this happens but has X consequence, or this happens but has X consequence. And you sit there with chat and you go, chat, I don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. Nothing I do here feels right. Or you go, hey, this feels right. And then as consequence Y comes in, you go, no, 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 no. This, was, this wasn't what I intended. No, no, this wasn't what I intended at all. And again, it's a, it's a sort of Kafka moment. Your, your intention is to beat the bad guy and to be the hero. And suddenly Kafka comes along and goes, it's really funny. Do you know what I'm going to do? See, you thought wonderful. it was him. Yeah. Right? It, it's actually wonderful. This, this method of writing where you almost feel trapped by consequence where art sort of, um, again, like art imitates life, right? We all have that thing where we all make these trade-offs. These trade-offs hurt in one way or another. There is never a Paragon or Renegade moment in real life. There yeah. isn't. There's no true Paragon and true Renegade moment in real life, like ever. That's, that's no. not a thing. So to bring that realism into games is super interesting, and I hope that that's something we see more of because there's nothing more dull than a paragon playthrough let's be nice to everyone renegade playthrough let's be a dick to everyone yeah like no there's there's nothing fun about that no Literally. and that's where like walking dead and the telltale ones kind of give you that mixture yes you still have a renegade and you still have a you know there's the you know extreme polar opposites there's really only so much you can do with it but at least it hides it a little bit better. It doesn't flat out give you like, hug this person or kick this person square in the junk, you know, as like, yeah. you know, you're renegade or you're well, good. And kind I, mean, of I mean, Wolf Among Us does give you those exact options, yes. but <laughs> yes, it does. That's a little bit different though, because Bigby's a little bit of a dick. So. Yeah. <laughs> but then that but... gives it some kind of dimension, right? And that brings mm. you into, it pulls you into that world. Again, it's a world with consequences. And Bigby, unfortunately, has to deal with a bunch of consequences because he's an asshole. Mm -hmm. Or at least my, my Bigby's an asshole. Because yeah, so, assholes. No, a lot of punching, not so much talking. That's that's how my Bigby was. Yeah. But it's cool. Motorbike jackets and spikes. Cool. <laughs> um, I think I'm a lot cooler than I actually am, I feel. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, uh, we're getting these narratives back. And again, I'm a fan of, of point and click games and to have something like Thimbleweed Park. Thimbleweed Park mm -hmm. was really neat. I didn't care about everyone, but it was a step closer than the reiterations of Monkey Island that we had. And it was a step closer than the, the weird Jurassic Park, uh, um, uh, Back to the Future. Oh god, it was okay. that Jurassic Park game was a fucking travesty though. <laughs> right? That, I'm, I'm still trying to go back because I'm a completionist and I like to achievement hunt. Oh my god. I'm tr I am tried to go back to that and just, you look at one screen of it and just go like, wow, this is when they were first starting these things and you can tell, like, it's, it's night and day difference from where Walking Dead is now and where Jurassic Park was. Yeah. 
If you, I'm gonna, I'm gonna plug another game really quick. If you are an achievement hunter uh, and you like verb-based point-and-click adventure games, go by Thimbleweed Park because uh, there are specks of dust in the game. Specks of Ooh. dust that you collect, and if you don't collect all of them, yeah, you start a new game and you start again. You don't, you don't get the that's achievement me. unless you get all that's, the specks of dust, me. and it is literal pixel hunting like we used to do when we get stuck because we didn't have the internet <laughs> like, those days where either like if you had the nintendo hotline that was like the only option you had other than praying to god that I they put like no power next seven dollars a minute <laughs> oh hold on let me go get the book for you kid and three minutes later they come back 21 dollars richer and like oh yeah they knew the answer the whole time and just like oh what we're, what we're looking for is you need to go into dracula's castle and simply hit him because he won't move. Like, oh yeah, well, <laughs> tough kid. Wow, damn man, that was that was worth the thirty-eight bucks you just paid me. Good day. Yeah. Hey, excuse me, how do I, I solve that. the tree stump puzzle? Uh, some somebody in chat. Where's Kirk's wife? Oh, <laughs> all, all, all you can hear down the end of the uh, end of the phone line is just. Uh, <laughs> Uh, hold on, hold on, we got, uh... I wonder how, how many more minutes I can do this for before they'll just hang up. Why can't Metroid crawl? <laughs> That's my favorite! <laughs> I swear to God, when those games, when, when we got that, uh, and Mevis was a thing, and people were like, how do I make Metroid do a ball? <laughs> <laughs> this is my favorite timeline. Like, this is this is wonderful. This is actually wonderful. Um, and what, and uh, the, you know what was really really good storytelling as well was it Unwritten Tales that fucking uh, that four part stories uh, untold. Game? Stories untold. Yes, stories in untold is wonderful. That is some fucking storytelling, right? Yeah, now. it is. That was gripping. But it's also it also builds atmosphere. It it does that really well. It uses sound design super well. Um, hey Crumps, you know another game that you should totally pick up. I feel like <laughs> I feel like I'm I'm me, me and me, me and Sam are just mentioning all these games that that I, I love, and everybody everybody <laughs> always does this. They sit there and go, yeah that one, uh huh. Yeah yeah that one, uh huh. And I, I always worry that my game taste comes across as like the weirdest fucking thing. <laughs> Cause I'm like, hey, play Kingsway because it's Windows 95 plus D&D. &D. Hey, play Blitzball endlessly. Play Pyre cause it'll make you cry. Uh, but also play Decker cause it's frightening a little bit. Cool, good, play, good play talk Decker everyone. 